Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Sustain effort and violence. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? Was that supposed to be funny? Cool, neat story. It can be a total goat rodeo. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, welcome into this Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1. In Washington, we're on 1250, You can find us online at pr927fm.com. And... You can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. I will be monitoring both feeds today to make sure we uh, are up to date on what you have to say. Questions, comments, concerns, birthdays, anniversaries, announcements. Uh, We will be here with you until 6 o'clock, and we got a lot of guests to get to on today's show. Really excited to talk to Warren Saba, now former Pirate DB. He is down in Florida getting ready for the Hula Bowl. And if you folks, uh, we got basketball, 4 o'clock Minji Saturday, two playoff games in the NFL on Saturday. Before all that, noon on CBS Sports Network, you can watch a couple of Pirates in a college football all-star game. It is the Hula Bowl. It's in Orlando, Florida this year. And uh, we'll talk to Warren Saba on his way to Disney World. He'll join us coming up in a few minutes and talk about what he's been doing this week his career at east carolina and a whole lot more so uh warren's got a great personality really fun interview and uh, we'll talk to him coming up in about 20 minutes or so brian north joins us at four o'clock to talk about what's going on in the world of sports also greeny mark greenheld will get us up to date on what's going on in golf we'll talk a little nfl playoffs with greeny as well he is a new englander so he's a patriots guy we'll uh, find out his confidence level uh for patriots bills coming up on saturday night at five o'clock morgan aylers joins us we got the high school huddle coming back and morgan's got some awesome guests uh some championship caliber guests larry williford head basketball coach at farmville central and also cj wilson he knows about conference usa championships he knows about super bowls uh, as well so uh looking forward to hearing from the new north pit head football coach cj wilson he'll join morgan aylers at six o'clock we'll preview that and talk some football uh and hoops with morgan at five o'clock and also in the five o'clock hour we'll get your bets right for the weekend jeff nadu will join us to talk nfl playoffs college hoops and more so that's what we got coming up today on the show we got which surely roads out the breaking news boys have taken over the production room we got chandler honeycutt on audio and cj schaefer on video today rocking the juju he's trying to get some good juju going into his game yes juju i saw uh he's actually a possibility to play on sunday so gotta get the good juju all right yeah you set up something bit like wait do you see what i wear tomorrow yeah i was thinking the same thing well, the only the thing I, that he's added is a toboggan yeah a football and a football <laughs> okay football puts it over the top oh wait and he a has terrible a hat towel. on mm-hmm. so a you toboggan got hat, over the hat. toboggan knit cap i guess as some knit folks cap. call it slash toboggan what do you pittsburgh uh filipino people call it 
Uh, I call it a beanie. Ah, beanie, another I've word. Heard beanie. I've heard toboggan. I, a, I call it both. A beanie wells. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Former Cardinal. Remember Rashard Mendenhall? I do. He was on the Super Bowl team in 08. I had a terrible fantasy trade involving Rashard Mendenhall. My worst fantasy move ever was I had early on in the year, we had some really deep rosters. I had a young Emmanuel Sanders and a young Antonio Brown. Mm. I had to drop one of them, and I kept Sanders and dropped Brown. And that was not a good move. Uh, What's Antonio Brown up to these days? (laughs) Hadn't heard from him in years. Doing podcasts. Is he doing anything? <laughs> uh, we've also, Hanging out with Madonna. We had the big dog, Glenn Griffin, joining us as well. Hello, Glenn. You asked me what uh, Antonio Brown's doing. He's in the club with uh, AEW star Hook. I don't know if you saw that video. Is this just a way to work in the wrestling podcast coming up? No, but since you brought no. it up, everybody check out the Pirate Radio Wrestling Podcast. Is that live? Is that uh, available right now? That is on our YouTube channel right now, but we will be putting out links for it on an audio as well later. So, Also, you can hear it. Who booked this crap? You can hear it on the main channel on radio tonight. The Amazing. first edition of the Pirate Radio Wrestling Podcast hosted by the Big Dog. And does CJ have a nickname? We need him. Big CJ Dog. Punk. <laughs> I don't know about all that. CJ Dork. What's another word for punk? geek like i don't know what's a a synonym of punk i don't know cj jerk cj jerk face (laughs) cj bully cj thug cj thug is kind of cool cj criminal cj delinquent there we go cj delinquent call me the delinquent cj hooligan cj gangster cj goon i kind of like goon cj goon cj hood and cj hooligan uh, a few synonyms for the word punk we'll work on that we'll workshop that uh but no nah, you guys uh went about 45 minutes talking about your experience at aew at pnc arena on wednesday night and did you also talk about what's going on currently in the the wrestling world uh we really focused on aew and our thoughts on that show and kind of like uh we fantasy booked some things out from i love fantasy over the next i know you do i i look forward we we mentioned on the podcast uh upcoming that we're going to have the royal rumble preview and i hope to have you as a guest on that show fantasy booking we'd like to book you on that show as someone who hasn't watched wrestling in a year i think i'd be a great guest but you love to fantasy book though and i love the royal rumble so you, yeah. yeah that's your favorite event of the year and you love to fantasy book that's right that's right up your alley these are a few of my favorite things uh let's see how good chandler is over there steve hill says clipper, clipper! Ooh, I was ready for that, baby. Quick draw McGraw Chris. over there. Chris. Well done. Uh, all right. ECU and Memphis coming up Saturday, 4 o'clock in Menjis. I am terrified about this game. Can we be terrified and excited, however? Because I can. I am I very I excited because I think there's going to be a nice atmosphere in Menjis, which yep. is why another reason I'm terrified. Because every time people. Not everybody is the captain of the sugboat. Not everybody is a Section 213 lifer. Some people are lick the fingertips, see what the weather's like. Ooh, this is not fair weather. I'm not <laughs> going to get on board. Some people need... Fair weather, idiot! Exactly. Some people need to see it to believe it. Pirate fans have given this basketball team a chance uh, to perform in front of them live time after time and it just has not worked out seems like every time you get a good crowd at Menjis, the thought is it's going to help the team and all that 
uh but the pirates have fallen flat on their faces this is over the years this is not this current team this is this is just more of almost a superstitious thing for me just being a fan for all these years i'm just worried also it is like must win time for memphis they need to do something if they are going to be a tournament team this year i think it's more about that like it's i'm worried about memphis being in desperation mode because they like to kind of play up and down up and down and they just played down and well i mean they lost to a good team in ucf but are they going to lose back to back i don't know right i'm 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 worried about it we've seen instances where memphis tends to play down to their competition but we've also seen some instances where they'll play up to play you know another good rank and if it's a good environment those guys start to kind of get a little more energy and the booze rain down and it makes them play better like i'm just i'm nervous about it they have a lot of turnover problems in the backcourt yeah and, and so i'm hoping like i'm hoping that our size on the wing really exposes that and guys like brandon suggs and vance jackson get out into the passing lanes and we get some easy buckets they've got they are exactly what their assistant coaches are larry brown they've got like all the talent in the world they're aau how did they get that talent probably some shady activity so that's larry brown i mean larry brown's on your staff also they turn it over they do erratic things that's rashid wallace sure (laughs) like (laughs) they play exactly as their coaches are they're also very talented like penny hardaway was i don't know if they're very well coached yet and we'll talk to jeff and they do more about this in the five o'clock hour memphis is gettable especially if all their pieces aren't together apparently they had a few guys out against ucf and we'll talk to they do about it but he said before you make any kind of pick on this make sure you know who's playing in the game for memphis i mean that kind of goes both ways yeah i mean I'm, it goes I'm both ways in every matchup will be stocked i'm hoping anyway it would be nice to have the true bigs back yeah i mean they have been back yeah well they were not in the last home game they were not back ah a couple of my sug boaters part of the four sugsmen are in the uh facebook chat josh thomas and john moody clip rock uh the sug boat sails to glory tomorrow i don't know where the sug boat is you, that's oh that's why you're not on the sug boat you're <laughs> intentionally I'm not, not on the sug boat so well, i don't know where look it's at. cj's telling you and you're still not hitting it look. Sug, sug. i'm tired of the sug boat anyway and no you're trying to sabotage it right now hey Sabotage on the you said teams. it, not me. John Moody says, "Sug, <laughs> sug, sug." Mm, now I'm ready. Now I'm feeling better about tomorrow. Uh, John says, "How was the AEW show on Wednesday, Glenn?" Look, John, there's a full there's three a hour full... podcast coming up. <laughs> Listen, now nah, give give us your brief thoughts. Uh, it was a great show. I, I would go on. back. I heard something Glenn said somebody asked him how the show uh, no it might have been on your podcast but uh cj was like man it was great and glenn was like i wouldn't i'm not gonna sell it as great i would call it good to rather good or something yeah i did what, I, what, I, glenn, what, you mark? what is that what are you a critic now like i didn't want it to be great <laughs> <laughs> cj's like it was the best show ever glenn was like i've seen better the I mean, house show in Minji's. I mean, I have been to Vince McMahon produce shows. So, it, it, you know, that's a good question. Did y'all talk about how Because di- I've only been to a house show. I haven't been to a Raw or anything. We talked a little bit about how like different it is. Like production. Yeah, sure. Like, does, does it feel a lot different? Uh, sure. The vibe's different. Really? Like, we talked about the vibe, like how an AEW show maybe has a more young adult 
uh it's a slightly different demo vibe maybe rather than child friendly WWE. right yeah, rather it's like well, a family oriented well, kind of family thing. friendly wwe where um you see a lot of kids at the show i honestly didn't see a lot of kids at the show i didn't either it's I, a I, lot of uh, neckbeard mouth breather, breathers yes. like yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it was a lot of cave dwellers that came out of their caves to come to this show. Uh, it kind of has the vibes of like the uh, the the best era ever, Glenn. The night with the NWO and the uh, sure the battle Monday Night Wars, right? And you pan the audience, and it's everybody with like fu signs and sure, it's not a, a ton of children. No, it's a different vibe. Yeah, or a lot of sure. cursing chants. Yeah yeah it's, it's, like i said it's a different vibe but i enjoyed it and i definitely would go back and uh if the next aw pay-per-view is in driving distance i uh, will be in attendance for that so nice are you guys still uh potentially making it to spartanburg south carolina so in my mind clipper um spartanburg south carolina was east of charlotte and not west of charlotte oh wow it's that oh yeah it's like panther Lane. yeah so like uh, i had it in my mind like it was like south of fayetteville right but it's not it's, it's like south trip. and west of charlotte like it's a, it's a good five six hour hump gotcha so that's probably not happening yeah that would have been cool because we had two ecu alums facing each other on that show for i would have believe is the first time ever in a wrestling ring friend of the show brock anderson and And uh, friend of the show future friend of the show (laughs) friend of troy d lodi uh who we'll be talking to soon on pirate monday live monday 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 we're gonna be talking to former wcw star what does lodi do now he's still he's a trainer, he a trainer yeah. okay Out in the Charlotte still area. involved in it he trained brock anderson as we heard on that interview yeah awesome all right that's great so looking forward to catching up with him on uh, monday glenn we're gonna do an exercise go ahead and get it in your brain we're gonna do a wild card fantasy draft would you like to be a part of it for sure we're gonna do a quarterback running back receiver flex all right you're gonna draft four guys we'll go snake style okay i haven't put much thought into it other than the idea so i don't have an advantage over you guys but we're gonna we'll do that in about five minutes i'm in it all right let's do it uh real quick do want to look at the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by da buck da buck 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 (laughs) uh coming up tonight bonnie's i like the bonnie's tonight minus three against vcu it's more than like them i love them you love them I am and you in, want some more of them i, I lust the bonnies tonight uh top 25 action purdue against nebraska illinois against michigan obviously a ton of games coming up on saturday let's see best college basketball game this weekend is yeah 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 no headliner duke nc state is interesting because every time state is a road underdog they are live to win they've done it multiple times already this year uh that's two o'clock on abc uh texas iowa state you know what not a great slate but a lot of top 25 games coming up on saturday all eyes on the nfl playoffs coming up on saturday did hear this um was listening to pick central earlier they said the total in the eagles bucks game has dropped three points and that's because they are expecting 20 plus mile per hour winds in tampa and potentially some rain so that that is a i think we're gonna have a lot of weather situations well you've got cold extreme cold in buffalo extreme cold in buffalo cold and clear in cincinnati 
Yeah. I don't know if that's a factor. Maybe for the Raiders more so. Than, I think it's like 20 mile per hour winds and five degrees in Buffalo. Yeah, you're going to have both in Buffalo. You got the wind factor, which to see a, line, a total go three points overnight is sure. a dramatic change. Uh, so that's a weather game. No weather with Dallas. Uh, Kansas City looks pretty cold. But cold and clear. But the Steelers, they play cold, boring games all the time. They'll be fine in that. And then the Rams, um, they're in no a weather. They're in a dome that can still have rain and lightning delays. We learned earlier this year. That is true. Remember that. That is true. If the if the roofs open, then there's because their for roof issues. is made of a um, like a not a tarp but like a tent. Oh, so the roof was technically closed when that happened. I yeah, thought it was open. It was a lightning delay. I want to say because they have a mesh roof of some sort. Yeah, they're basically playing inside a giant tailgate tent. Wow. <laughs> I don't understand. I it, hope but. they purchased that from our good friends at UBE. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so Rams, Cardinals, probably not a weather, uh, any weather going on there on Monday. All right, let's do our um, our draft here. I don't have a draft order. You want to use my random number generator? Are we talking again? about for the entire playoffs or just nah, this weekend? Just wild card weekend. Just this weekend. Yep. And again, we're going to go... Um, quarterback running and you can draft in any order obviously but on your roster you must have one quarterback one running back one wide receiver and a flex so we will um let's start with glenn he's got the big wrestling podcast coming out he's feeling good josh allen baby ah that's your guy yeah even though like this weekend in terrible conditions not terrible i mean he still had decent numbers, even in the snow game. He was throwing while the Mac in Jones threw three balls. He threw a million. Also, the last game they played against New England, he was awesome. Yeah, and they I remember that murdered. because I had the Patriots. It was a clear, cold night in New England, and he murdered. Them. Well, it was a one o'clock game, but either. was it? I thought it was an evening. No. You're you're correct. It was an early game. All right, uh, CJ, we'll let you go next. Okay. Um, we get Aaron Rodgers. All right quarterbacks flying off the board here early uh since chandler's on the phone i will go next and i will take my pick who i was going to take either way i'm going to go with patrick mahomes now what do you think about the matchup can the steelers how many points do you think they're going to allow to the chiefs oh uh what's a what's a realistic number in your opinion 30 to 35 ish. yeah yeah and and the Steelers aren't a bad defense no right it's just I think we I think we're gonna catch the Chiefs at their hottest I mean the bad start to the year but we see how they've ended the year Chandler you're doing an awesome job producing answering phones you're putting in the work on a Friday we appreciate it man ain't great to see you here on a Friday by the way no problem bro all right uh off the board you got every running back receiver tight end available to you because we've all gone quarterback so far okay so you can actually wait on a quarterback yeah i I was planning on waiting okay uh but right now josh allen aaron Rodgers, patrick mahomes are off the board okay i'm uh the king is back give me derrick henry great pick so for wild card weekend you want derrick henry oh crap sorry <laughs> um let me see who's off the board three quarterbacks it's my home oh wait a minute wait a minute no wait we just caught that at the same time didn't we 
Uh, CJ, your guy's not playing either. Glenn, oh, I like our chances. We're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's Somebody your who's home. your pick, CJ? Uh, Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is what happens when you put together an idea. I told you guys about this at two fifty-five. Last minute on a Friday. Yeah. In theory, the idea is great. The execution has been bad. All right, Chandler, give me Dak Prescott. You didn't need to do that. We already got our quarterbacks. Uh, you have back-to-back picks. Uh, give me Debo Samuel. Mm. Now I like that pick a lot. All right. Um, you know what? Uh, CJ's picking after me, and I don't want him to have that that double up you like ooh, i could double up here though but i'm gonna go jamar chase i think there's gonna be points in that game yeah. so i'm gonna take jamar chase yeah all right cj i'm gonna go in a similar vein cooper cup i think they're gonna need some points this weekend right. cooper cup i'll see how else you get them all right glenn you got back-to-back picks give me uh travis kelts <clears throat> Did we ever solve that mystery this season? Is it Kelsey or Kelts? So, remember our uh, longtime producer and friend, Robert? Yes. He used to call him Travis Kels, and I would correct him on that. And then, wasn't there like a... There was a thing. A podcast or something where he said, yeah, actually, my name is Kels. But his brother is Jason Kelsey. And has been... <laughs> they've both been Kelsey forever. Yeah, I don't know. All right, you're going with Travis Kelsey. Who else? And then my So that's your two. flex. So you need a running back or receiver with this pick. Hmm. Schedule the games. If you want to look at some teams. CJ, you're up next. Give me... me uh, and then Chandler has two. I want to double up. Give me Diggs. All right, Stefan Diggs. CJ. All right, I'm going to go... Assuming I saw that today he is expected to play, so I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Thought about maybe uh, going the double route with Mahomes and Hill or Mahomes and Kelsey, but I went otherwise. Um, you know, for my flex, or I could go running back here, but for my flex, I could either take a tight end that I really want or – a receiver who i had as my breakout guy this year and maybe he breaks out in the playoffs but i'm not going to take him i'm going to take the tight end give me uh kittle george kittle hopefully he's healthy (laughs) all right chandler uh i know there's better picks than this but i'm gonna have fun with this one i'm gonna ride the hot hand give me zay jones (laughs) <laughs> all right jenny good pick all right back to back who so you had you need a running back nobody has drafted a running back yet you get the first one off the board Chandler. um followed by me shouldn't be hard boss zeke yeah there you go all right ezekiel elliott is the pick i mean i was trying to think about you know leonard fournette had a killer playoff um, performance last year but he is a game time decision if there's the win they're going to be running the ball i mean there's a lot of great picks to be had here mm-hmm. um do the patriots go back to their old style and pound it i was thinking pound that. i was definitely thinking that or should i take cj's boy no please don't <laughs> <laughs> i'll take uh damian harris <laughs> okay 
So, CJ, you will take. Yeah, I'll take Najee Harris. Yeah. Mr. Checkdown's going to have a great last game. I thought about that, that he's going to have all those catches this game instead of last game. And, Glenn, the last pick, you need a running back. Joe Mixon. Yeah, best available. All right, so the picks are in. Good luck, gentlemen. We'll we'll do this. We'll have some games next week. Maybe we can reconvene and and do this again. Let's see who the winner is. You want to throw five bucks on it? I like it. I don't know. Chandler sure. took Zay Jones. <laughs> Zay's been Zay's there. been he's rocking. Confident. He's been hot. What if this is just Zay and Jamar Chase going back and forth with big catches? <laughs> I mean, I, I know it's not the best pick, and I said I just want to have fun with this. I didn't. This is before I knew there was going to be a wager. But nah, we won't do the wager. But like, Zay Jones is not a crazy pick. Like, no, oh, what I mean, are you it, doing? But if like, he does I mean, go crazy, you're going to look like a genius. That's right. Yeah. So I'm yeah. riding with Zay. All right. Big play, Zay. It would have been awesome if y'all would have had Aaron Rodgers and Derrick Henry, though. <laughs> Should have let it ride. And then Chandler took A.J. Brown. and <laughs> C.J. was like, you know what? Why is Devontae Adams not going? We got to get him. No, Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones. Is sitting there on the, on, the, on the field. All right. Uh, there is our wild card fantasy draft. Let's take a timeout when we return. We'll talk to former Pirate Warren Saber. He's going to join us on the program en route to Disney World down in Florida. He's going to be playing in an all-star football game on Saturday. We will talk about it uh, with him and his career at ECU when we return after this. To hour one of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air conditioned cabins that can be rented with, with Wi Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or a canoe. <laughs> I did it. I knew I was going to do it. I knew I was going to do it. A canoe or kayak and get on the water. Your next adventure is right here around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. I knew I was going to do it. I knew it. So what if I went I out there? I pre-readed it, and I said, don't do like you did. You pre-readed it. Wes, are you okay today? I looked at it, and I was like, all right, don't do like you did that one time. And I did exactly what I didn't want to do. Wow. Uh, so if I want to go It's been a while of, since I've done this. Go out there and rent Robinson Cano for an hour. To yeah, hit. man. That would be cool. Robinson, my dad never threw ball with, would play catch with me. Can I rent you for an hour to... <laughs> play catch (laughs) a canoe Chandler and you pre-readed it and you still messed it up I have my own vocabulary boys (laughs) respect it respect the vocab alright great job Chandler Honeycutt he's doing a lot wearing a lot of hats today so we appreciate him also CJ Schaefer uh, go ahead and lift your leg up to that camera in there let's see the socks because God. Yeah, look, I didn't know you were wearing socks as part of the ensemble. Just get them in that camera view over there. All right. We've I mean, it's a great outfit. It's a great right. look. We've got some. Uh, Those some are nice. I need some some football team socks. I think that might be my next purchase. Pretty cheap from Hibbets. 
Okay. Um, CJ, where will you be watching the game on Sunday night? Are you – I got to be at home by myself. Are you out in public with some friends? What are you going to be doing? Typically, I would go out in public, but because I think this is Ben's last game, I just want to watch it for myself. You're not going to cry, are you? No. I mean, I'll be sad, but no, we'll be good. I just want to – I also don't expect to – you know, if I go watch it at tiebreakers or something, I'm not going to be like excited to go watch it. We know what's going to happen. You so. just you, you don't have high hopes for this one. Right. Does your so. lady friend watch the game with you? She will, uh, most of the time. Sometimes she just does. She has Steelers out. gear. Um, she has actually. When we went to Pittsburgh, she bought some stuff. So yes. All right. Well, y'all have fun and try to enjoy it and take it all in i don't know big ben's had like 47 last hurrahs maybe this thing keeps annoyingly going on maybe he goes to washington next year no 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 mr ben goes to washington (laughs) (laughs) all right let's uh let's talk some football there's uh a different kind of football going on on saturday along with the playoffs how about some college football all-star action at the hula bowl and one of uh, two Pirates will be in that game. We'll talk to one of them right now. Warren Saber uh, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line, live from Orlando, Florida. Warren, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. And, uh, and Warren, you're not done playing football. You got, uh, I guess, the Hula Bowl coming up. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you're on because I want to learn more about this bowl game. So uh, tell everybody what you're up to right now. Uh, right now, I'm a... Uh down in Orlando, been here since Monday, uh, practicing in front of uh, about 150 scouts, NFL scouts from uh, every team in the league. Uh, it's been a good experience. I've been around uh, some top talent uh, from various schools in the country. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we've been doing activities right now. I'm headed to Disney, uh, Disney Girl right now uh, in Orlando. Uh, last night, we had a little dinner where they inducted Marcus Allen, uh, Steve Spurrier, Lou Holtz, Tim Brown, and uh, Deion Sanders into the Hula Bowl uh, Hall of Fame. So that was pretty cool to uh, meet those guys last night. Wow, that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about the game in a moment and, and all the work you've been doing this week in front of scouts. But uh, Disney World, what what, are you, what park are you all going to? What are you looking forward to doing at Disney World today? Uh, I mean, I've never been to Disney World, so uh, I don't know what to expect, uh, so. I'm, I'm, uh, I hope I have a lot of fun. That's, that's all, though. I'm sure you will. Uh, Warren Saber down in Orlando, Florida. So, Warren, um, I've seen some video of you guys, uh, I guess, been practicing. Also doing the, uh, yesterday, the traditional Hawaiian haka. Is that right? Were you part of that? Okay, that's good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> what was that like? Uh, man, it's a, you know, it's a good experience. You know, uh, uh, there's our, uh, Uncle V. Uh, really the warrior uh, over here from the islands uh, teaching us the hockey before the game. You know, uh, traditionally the games been played in Hawaii, so we pick up uh, some culture, some cultural things from over there, and, and they implement them into the game. So that's one of the things that they uh, kept. You know, it's, it's actually pretty cool, and it's a good uh, story behind it and, and tradition on why they do that stuff. So. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Talking to Warren Saber. So, Warren, uh, what's the week been like football-wise for you? You said you talked about all the legends uh, you were able to to see last night as far as the Hall of Fame presentation. But how about practicing in front of teams, in front of scouts, and, and you know, getting your name out there for uh, professional football teams? Uh, 
Um, you know, uh, it's, it's really a busy schedule, man. We uh, we wake up around seven o'clock and from seven to I'll say about five o'clock. We're pretty busy all day. Uh, practice, uh, you know, doing team one on ones. Uh, you know, uh, what else we've been doing? We've been ties, playing against the other team a little bit before the game. Uh, all the all the scouts are out there on the sidelines after afterwards. They pull you over, you know. Uh, interview you, get to know you a little bit as a person and as a ball player, uh, which is pretty cool because, you know, uh, you don't think you would get this opportunity, and, and now I'm here. So I'm taking it all in and, and having a great time with it. Yeah, congrats to you uh, for getting the invite, being able to play down there, you and DJ Ford representing uh, East Carolina. You can watch this game, folks, uh, before the playoff games, the NFL playoff games coming up Saturday. It'll be at noon uh, on CBS Sports Network. So you can watch warren and uh dj and the guys playing in the hula bowl and uh as far as the uh the game goes warren uh you know how excited are you to i guess play one more college football game an all-star game uh coming up on saturday i mean i just it's a great experience man i'm i'm, I'm actually upset you know that we didn't get to play the, the bowl game it, yeah. it got down here uh from from boston college so me and dj uh you know we got we we, we talked to him about about the whole situation, how it should have turned out, you know, how it would have turned out if we would have played. But uh, you know, we just having fun down here. Uh, I'm glad I'm get, I, I'm glad I get to play the game I love one more time, and hopefully it's not my last. You know, no doubt. And uh, man, Warren, that, that's tough. I've talked to uh, Tyler Sneed since then, and, and Holden Nailers as well. But this was your uh, your last ride, so you're up there uh, in Annapolis. You're getting ready, and then Sunday morning. You get that announcement, and and man, what I don't know, what were you feeling when you uh, you heard that news that Sunday? You know, truly devastated. Honestly, uh, you know, the work we put in from uh, the time from the last game into the bowl game is a lot of work, and it was really good work. We were all prepared, ready to play. It was just honestly devastating. Uh, I was disappointed that I couldn't go out there one more time with the guys and uh, you know do something that hasn't been done. In a long time at ECU, but uh, those guys they'll get it this year again. So you know they'll ball out and, and, and bring a bowl a bowl championship to ECU for sure. And you got to be proud, Warren, that, that you're part of the the turnaround. You, you're uh, you laid the foundation for for what's yet to come. A whole lot more wins for this team. And uh, Mike Houston has said your name a lot, Warren, as a guy that stuck through it. You and Bruce and and Aaron and guys like that that. You know, you, you could have transferred, you, you could have quit, you could have moved on, but y'all wanted to turn this thing into a winner, and uh, and he's kind of pointed you out quite a bit on that. And for you to, to go out on a winning record, for you to go out your final game at home with two interceptions on Desmond Ritter, I mean, you got to you gotta have your head high, held high after uh, what you accomplished, right? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, you know, like you said, uh, I could have left, but, you know, my, my destiny was to be at ECU and, uh, you know, contributed wins there. And uh, I'm glad I finally did that and got ECU and Pirate Nation you know, up and up and confident about about the football program again. Uh, you know, me, uh, like you say, having to get the two picks and, and everything, uh, yeah, it was it, it's exciting. You know, uh, I walk around here with a, a lot of guys. I walk around here with a lot of guys, uh, you know, that played at, at bigger schools at ECU, you know, P5 type of guys. But, uh um, I'm, I'm battling and I'm competing with the best right now, and it's, it's good to know that I can do that. So. No doubt. 
Warren, I, I saw you. Uh, I saw you at the basketball game following the Cincinnati football game, and usually if I see you guys, I won't go up and bother you, or I'll, I'll kind of give you a head nod. But I wanted to make sure I, I congratulated you on the the two interceptions. And you've been to a lot of basketball games and things like that. You seem like a guy that really took advantage of your your college experience and loved being uh, at East Carolina and being a pirate. How about that, Warren? How much did you? enjoy this uh this part of your life you got a, a ton of life ahead of you but how about this chapter of your life at east carolina uh, this chapter was uh you know fun but it was a, a great accomplishment for me uh you know i graduated got my degree um and uh you know after coming out of juco uh, and having some you know uh, uh academic problems in high school you know coming out of ecu graduating and meeting them people I have and building relationships with the people that I that I know now, man, it's, it's been a great experience, and uh, i never forget it for sure. Warren, uh, what did you uh, get your degree in? Uh, health fitness with a uh, minor in communication. All right, great. And uh, I've told you, man, I, I love the voice. The raspy voice is very unique. You could do something with uh, your voice work in the future when you're done playing football and stuff. Yeah, most, uh, you know, I like uh, commentating a little bit. You know, yeah. the guys, we get up batting a little bit, and I I get to talk to Max. He don't like when I commentate their games. <laughs> it kind of gets under their skin. So I, 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 I'm doing that. I'm getting better at that. So maybe that'll be in the future. Heck yeah, that'd be awesome, man. So Warren, uh, you're in the Hula Bowl. You can uh, folks can watch it coming up uh, Saturday noon CBS Sports Network. You're gonna uh, you're gonna keep pursuing this football dream. So uh, you know what's next for you as far as you're gonna be training, trying to to get into the NFL or one of these pro leagues. Yeah, um, actually, I start training for the pro day next week, uh, and I've been talking to various scouts uh, here at the Hula Bowl, so I'm, I'm encouraged with, from what I'm hearing. Uh, you know, there's still a lot of work that has to be put in for me to make uh, my dreams come true, so uh, I, have to, I have to do what's necessary for them to come true. And, uh, it starts next week at training. I'll be down in, uh, in Florida training for the pro day. Warren Saban joining us. Warren, uh, not only did you you want to stick with it, you wanted to get better, you wanted to improve, and and we saw the entire defense improve. Uh, Blake Harrell coming in last year. You guys were really good on that side of the ball this past season. But you're out. Jaquan McMillan uh, is going to declare himself for the NFL draft. Bruce, Aaron. The good news is ECU is still a young team, but a lot of guys – uh, going to be leaving from this 2021 team. So put on your coaching hat real quick. Who are some young DBs uh, that maybe we haven't seen a lot of, Warren, that are going to have to step up for the Pirates next year that we should be excited about? Um, right now, Jamel uh, Higman and Sean Tucker are, are two guys that uh, the defense is going to need to, you know, uh, and depend on to step up and make those plays. Uh, I, I'm, I'm confident they'll do it. Uh, you know, they're, they're putting in the work. They do what's necessary you know, day in and day out to get the job done. Uh, so those two guys, Fire Nation, look out for them, man. They're going to be uh, the next uh, Fire Stars for sure. Looking forward to that. Warren, uh, when we talk to some of your teammates, I know DJ is a Steelers guy. They're in the playoffs. Uh, Sneed is a Cowboys guy, unfortunately. Uh, Rajay's a um, uh, 49ers fan. How about you? You got a, Do you have an NFL team? Who are you going to be watching in the playoffs this year? Oh, man, you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, the Cleveland Browns didn't make it. Oh, man, yeah. We will be in the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> I just believe that, but, uh, you know, uh, yeah, uh, high, high, how does a guy from South Carolina become a 49ers fan? I, 
I question a lot of the <laughs> that are made in that locker room. Uh, yeah. Day, you know, Sean, Sean Tucker's from Washington, D.C., but he likes the Seahawks. Oh, that's terrible, man. I'm a Washington football team fan, which ain't no fun, but at least I'm loyal, you know? Yeah, he, he can't even name me Matt Hasselbeck. He doesn't even know who that is. Wow. I, I, I really can't question his his loyalty to that team, you know, but... Uh, Call him out. I like it. I I have I have fun with the guys, man. I, I miss them a bunch. I talk, I haven't, I talk to Aaron, the guys every day, actually. Um, so it's, it's like I'm, I never left, Yeah, uh, you know. And that's that's important too. Uh, moving forward, Warren, that you're you're not a, a football player anymore, but you're always a pirate. And you know, I, I feel like uh, Cliff Godwin does a great job of it with baseball, uh, connecting the past with the the present. And hopefully, Mike Houston, this football program is, is going to do the same because you're now uh, part of the the pirate family forever. And hopefully, you know that, and and will always be a part of this thing. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, you know, throughout my time there, I, I got to meet uh, Zay Jones. I've got to meet uh, CJ. I mean, uh, Chris Johnson, uh, which is pretty cool. You know, seeing those guys come back and uh, you know show their face, Justin Hardy. Uh, it shows you where you can get. You know, they all walked in the same shoes I did at ECU, and and they've made uh, good, great careers. You know, uh, at in the NFL, you know, so yeah. they and the Raiders for making the playoffs. Definitely. I'll be watching. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to see how I can end up. And Warren, that number you wore, uh, you were one of my favorites to watch on defense this year, but the, that number 17, probably my all-time favorite pirate to watch, Dwayne Harris. You you represented that number well for East Carolina. Oh, I'm glad, yeah. Uh, I wore 17 for a long time, uh, you know, starting in high school, so I, I had to stick with it, but... Uh, you know, you're not the first person that told me that. Actually, uh, I was just walking uh, in the student center, and a guy walked up to me, and he asked me what number I wore. And, you know, he told me how special it was. He, yeah. He didn't give me the, the significance of it, but, you know, he told me, oh, man, you, you, you got to be a good player to wear that number. <laughs> I mean, you know, I tried my best to do what the team uh, needed me to do, uh, and I'm, I'm glad to, to leave a good little, you know, uh, legacy behind Hey, Warren, uh, it's great to talk with you, man. We, I've kind of said hello to you off the air, but wanted to get you on the air because you got a great personality and uh, you represent uh, the, the Pirate Nation well. So good luck tomorrow. Hey, have a blast at Disney World, man, and just keep living the dream, keep having fun. We'll keep in touch and talk again down the road, but we wish you nothing but the best of luck, man. We'll be pulling for you here. Man, thank you so much for having me, and uh, I appreciate the support and the love that you've shown throughout the years, man. All right, thank you, Warren. Warren Saba joining us on the way to Disney World. That'll be fun. And uh, he will be playing in a college football all-star game coming up noon on Saturday in the Hula Bowl. You'll have an opportunity to see Warren Saba and DJ Ford on the field coming up on uh, Saturday, CBS Sports Network. So check that one out before you head over to Minji's to see the Pirates and the Memphis Tigers. We'll take a timeout, come back, have more for you. Hour one of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Need some beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Europub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews along with wine and growlers. The Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating NC craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check them out or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. All righty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Friday. Is this the first day this week a head NFL coach hasn't been fired? We have Black Monday. I think we might have had a dry day on Wednesday. Joe Judge was Tuesday. Poor David Cully was Thursday. Yesterday. No coach Wednesday. That was Matt Rule's day. Did they miss it? What? What? So, uh, are we done firing NFL coaches? Everybody safe now? I guess. I mean, it could always pop up. I guess there's no other coach that needs to be fired besides mine. Maybe Mike Tomlin Monday after the playoff loss. Excuse me? (laughs) Is, uh... Yeah, I mean, is he just going to coach there forever? I hope so. I I like the uh, concept of just not ever getting rid of coaches. That's the great thing about the Steelers. They have had three coaches in my lifetime. They have had two in yours, CJ? Yes, Cower and Tomlin. Yeah. And then I never got to see Chuck Noll, obviously. Yeah, and, and I don't remember a ton of Noll, but um, he uh, that is the – that is the definition of a stable franchise mm-hmm. how long has he been there tomlin mm-hmm. um it's been over 10 years like 12 to 15 years or so they won their super bowl against the cardinals win uh oh eight that was his second or third year yeah. there. so yeah and cower won one uh, yeah with the bus yeah and ben won that one didn't he yes as a young qb yeah he sucked that game but sucked it up well Look, if you need to win games while Big Ben is sucking, maybe you can go on a playoff run here. So That's a great point. Clip, the Steelers are going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Chandler, I'm a good pointer. I mean, he points things out. A couple of NFL news and notes. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire out. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's helpful, but <laughs> we couldn't stop the run if we tried. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I, need a, I have another question for for cj watching the steelers on sunday um a guy they showed on the tv screen how long another question of how long has he been there casey hayward i feel like i've heard his name oh you mean uh, cameron hayward the oh, not casey Cam- cameron sorry yeah he's like 33 34 he uh he's been there a long time i saw uh all of his stats as far as d tackles go are slightly worse than aaron donald so I feel he's, like he's, he's got comparable numbers to him this year he was drafted in the first round of the 2011 NFL draft. Yeah. I mean, ten that's years? 10 years ago. Yeah. He nice is career. 32 years of age. I remember he- hearing 2011 and thinking, oh, that was just a few years ago. And now it's 10 years ago. CJ, what is your is. opinion of when you hear the name Ryan Clark? Good player. The first thing I think of is his busted coverage on the Demarius Thomas touchdown. <laughs> oh, is that the Tebow to Thomas play? Unfortunately. Oh, that stinks. When I, I like hear, to acknowledge it. When I hear Ryan Clark, I remember him breaking his arm against us on Thursday night football. Boy, not a lot of great Ryan Clark memories. I remember him as a pretty good young player for the Redskins and just another 
to another classic we just let a guy get away and then he has a good career with another team yep he was a pretty he was a good player right yeah, he was a good player was he the one that had like um was it some was it like sickle cell anemia but he had something where he couldn't play in the altitudes well i guess he was playing in that denver game so maybe that wasn't him can't remember the player i'm thinking of now but that wasn't him yeah i'm trying to think i know who you're i kind of know who you're talking about because i know i've seen that before but i don't know who I it is i can't remember who that was i thought it was ryan clark but if he was in that game i guess it wasn't uh steelers and chiefs coming up on sunday night take that game away what is the most uh anticipated playoff game for you to watch this weekend um i think mine is i can't have a tie that would be lame to bring up a question and have a tie if i could only watch one well here you know what i'm gonna go raiders Bengals. i think that's i was about to say the same thing i think especially down the stretch the Bengals have probably been the most exciting team for me to watch even though they're I don't like to root for teams in my division. Obviously. Of course I don't, not. Yeah, I know you guys are the same, but it's I can't not be excited watching Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. Chandler, what's your number one game this weekend? I'll tell you my candidates before you answer. So Bengals Raiders is up there. For some reason, Niners Cowboys, but that's yeah. probably just more so that I want to see Dallas lose, and I think they 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 potentially could. Well, that's how I feel about New England. I don't know. About I feel you. good about the Bill. I feel I like the Bills uh, Patriots trilogy. The game three of that one. Yeah. I think I think my my game of the week or of the weekend would be, you know, the explosive offense of the Bengals. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and also just you know, which is awesome with- because usually the first Saturday game. It's usually always like T.J. Yates and the Texans playing somebody. Yep. Usually that's the worst game. But this time, it's a really fun matchup, the first Saturday game of the playoffs. It's, it's a fun matchup. And then also, I mean, the Raiders, we talked about it yesterday, the adversity that they've been through all season long with, you know, John Gruden and all the mess that he got into, uh, you know, rugs and the situation that he got into. Uh, but they have fight and clawed their way into the playoffs. And, uh, and like you said yesterday, Derek Carr is just a great guy. I think that you, you have no choice but to cheer for Derek Carr. Um, and then obviously, obviously Zay Jones, can he stay hot and not just stay hot, but can he stay hot and into the playoffs? So, um, I'm, I'm taking the Bengals. I took them yesterday, but I think that's going to be my, my game of the weekend. The Raiders always tend to play tight games one way or the other. And, uh, the Bengals play a fun style of football too. So that is, uh, didn't really anticipate that going into the year that the most anticipated playoff game we'd all have and agree on is Bengals Raiders. And the biggest thing I look forward to in every year, and then we didn't see this this the the couple years ago with COVID, but just the playoff atmosphere in these stadiums is always fun to see. Yeah. That's right. We missed out on that last year. Kind of a shame. We we had that Washington watch along and FedEx Field, not the best home field advantage, but in the playoffs it's great. Yeah. And that would have been rocking, you know, for you know Tom Brady last oh, year. Yeah, that'd yeah. have been fun. That I, that is right. I, I was thinking that we had it last year. No, last year was the year that we had limited fans and yep. stuff. So. I think we had fans at the Super Bowl, and that was about it. It yeah. was like half uh, half capacity, but they filled it up the other half with like uh, cardboard cutouts and yeah, stuff. So I that. very very excited to hear those crowds. Cincinnati is going to absolutely be rocking. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I was going to say. It's always fun to see. Uh, Bills Team Mafia toasting. is yeah. going to be crazy. Team Kansas City's always hype. Chiefs always have a great home field. They'll be fired up. I will say I'm not really excited to watch the Eagles play. And if I weren't a Steelers fan, I really Neither wouldn't I. be that excited to watch the Steelers play either. 
Yeah, I I just don't know if they have much of a shot. Yeah, the uh, atmosphere for the Rams Cardinals will probably not be that great because the Rams. I saw they have no no. There was a caller to Pick Central I was listening to earlier this week. It was this guy from L.A. and he was blasting the NFL, and he was like, "You put us in this Monday night game that starts at five o'clock in Los Angeles." How is anybody going to be able to get to the game with the traffic? Like He was complaining about that. So they don't have a great home crowd as it is. I don't think that's going to be a, a great. I, I think there'll be a lot of Niners fans at the uh, the Cowboys game. Like That should be a fun atmosphere. Oh, I found out the Steeler with Sickle Cell. San, San Antonio Holmes. Oh, okay. Is that who it was? I, I thought know. it was a defensive player. When I looked up Steelers player Sickle Cell, it came <laughs> okay. up Antonio Brown. Or Antonio, San, Antonio. San Antonio Holmes. Oh, dear. Hey, good ad read coming back in this segment, though. But it also says Antonio Brown. No, there you go. So, Santonio Holmes. Santonio Holmes. First Antonio thing Brown. you hear when you uh, you think of when you hear his name is uh, Super catch. Bowl. The catch, yeah. One of the greatest catches ever. Great throw by your quarterback Ben Roethlisberger Great as well. Throw. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back when we return. Brian North will join us. We will uh, talk hoops. East Carolina, Memphis. Sorry, uh, state haters. We got to talk about Baby T, Jaquavion Smith. He was awesome the other night. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about that and a lot more when we return on Pirate Radio Live Hour 2 on the way after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. When your AC needs repair or replace, call on the reliable service professionals of Delcor Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Go to DelcorInc.com or call them at 252-321-8868. Delcor, the service professionals in Greenville, North Carolina. Now, let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Flip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live Hour 2 on a Friday. We have a giveaway for you. How about a shrimp taco lunch to Chico's? We'll be giving that away in hour number three of our show. Thanks for uh, tuning in today and also chiming in on Facebook and YouTube. I'll uh, I'll read anything that starts with the three words, clip was correct. Johnny says, clip was correct. Ryan Clark got very sick after playing in Denver and had to have his spleen and gallbladder removed and i go- <laughs> yeah i googled that up and uh sure enough 2007 uh clark's life was in danger when his sickle cell trait and the air led to losing his spleen gallbladder and almost his life so after a game he he suffered a splenic infarction it's a lot of big words is that a real word i n r f a r c t i o n infarction uh, but had to remove his spleen and gallbladder. So, yes, that is a, who I was thinking of. Jeez. So there you go. Uh, that's some serious stuff there. All right, and now he's just a uh, talking head on ESPN. Not a good one. Yeah, that stinks. Like him as a player, not so much as a uh, talking head. All right, Brian North I, I do enjoy as a talking head. He joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line to talk about what's going on in the world of spurts. Brian? Happy Friday to you. How you doing, man? Man, I'm as happy as a Scotty Montgomery getting an offensive coordinator interview. 
<laughs> uh, that was a bit of a shocking news, especially for Panthers fans. Uh, and if you have that, which a lot of people do around here, the Panther Pirate crossover uh, to see what has happened in two years of Matt Rule and then to see that your uh, new offensive coordinator could potentially be Scotty Montgomery. That was uh, some bad icing on top of a really bad cake for some Pirate fans yesterday. You know, if you're on the outside looking in, he's a Shelby guy. He's from the Charlotte area. He has ties to David Tepper when they were both with the Steelers organization. Uh, On the outside, it makes a lot of sense if you don't have any ECU ties or history to it. But as somebody said on Twitter yesterday, it was a brilliant line. They said, just go ahead and hire Jeff Comfer as the general manager unless you don't. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was brilliant. And look, Scotty, I always said, he was, he's a smart football guy, right? When he was in the room, he probably knew more X's and O's than all of us put together. It just never related as a head coaching position and some of the recruiting. And, of course, he was behind the eight ball with having to come in and go into the AAC, which is a big step up for ECU at the time. And so there were some things against him there, but um, he didn't ingratiate himself to a lot of Pirate fans in other ways. So there, there's always going to be that, that kind of bad feeling there. But um, – but look, maybe it works for him. Maybe the NFL is where he needs to be, and maybe this would be the right position for him. But I don't, I don't know many people in the East Carolina circles who think so. Yeah, no doubt. And and look, Brian, coaches get recycled all the time. This kind of hits close to home for some people, and and I get that. But this is par for the course for for coaching. And you just see these guys pop up. They do bad. They get rehired. Uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure, kind of thing. And uh, also to I guess in in Scotty's defense. He was a you know a Tomlin guy there in Pittsburgh. It, when he took over at ECU, I heard people say he's trying to run it more like a business, like an NFL team, as opposed to Coach Ruff and the family deal before that. So maybe maybe NFL is his calling, and you know he could have a lengthy, long, successful career. If I'm him, I'm just my resume says Jonathan Taylor's position coach, and I'm just riding that as far as I can get. Because he's the best running back in football this year. So, you know, what have you done for me lately, right? Right. Scotty was always a no-nonsense guy like that. And and you're right. Now, if you look at the overall resume, and he was the offensive coordinator at Duke, and then, you know, there were some issues at the very end right before he got the ECU job. The ECU record speaks for itself. Maryland for one year where things started great and went downhill in a hurry. And then back in the NFL, and it helps when you have a really good offensive line and a, and a top-notch running back to make you look good on those things. But – but again, you know, every coaching position that you get hired for requires something different. And so we'll see what the Panthers are looking for. Now, look, he's not going to be the only guy hired and, or the only guy interviewed. And I think the Panthers would really like to make a splash with a name. David Tepper seems like that. The only reason I think Scotty has a chance is because they have that Pittsburgh Steelers tie. And uh, Tepper was a big fan of, of Mike Tomlin and the way the Steelers did things. And so that's where I think Scotty may have a chance. But I think he probably is uh an outside candidate when it's all said and done on who they interview brian north joining us while we're on the topic of football uh brian one of these road teams at least one is going to win this weekend so which one is most likely in your opinion we got all the games coming up on pirate radio two on saturday three sunday one monday night uh raiders at Bengals, (laughs) patriots at bills niners at cowboys cardinals at rams uh raiders patriots niners cardinals what road team has the best shot to win? 
Yeah, so in Brian's philosophy of life, if you're a dome team who played the last game on Sunday and the first game on Saturday mm. into a cold weather city, you're probably not going to win. Okay. Question to any handy too. So Raiders are out. Um, look, Patriots have already won in Buffalo, um, but that probably means they're not going to win there. So I, I probably take Buffalo in that one. Um, 49ers. 49ers, Cowboys. We know how many Cowboy fans you have around there. And I just, look, this is a lot of pressure on Dak and the Cowboys to finally perform and finally come through where the 49ers could be playing loose. They're a physical team, which I think may give the Cowboys struggles. So I think that's a, that's one that you really have to be keep an eye on. The Cardinals are not playing well, so I think the Rams probably will win that one. Um, and the Eagles, no. Tampa. I mean, I look, yeah, I didn't even throw Eagles or Steelers in there. I, I, look, it could happen, but there are much more likely outcomes than those. Right. With the injuries the, page, the uh, Buccaneers have, yeah. I'm curious as to how they respond, and maybe the Eagles, who have been playing pretty well quietly lately, they, I think that might be a little more of a, a closer game than people think, but I'm not willing to pull the, pull the, the gambling uh, uh, switch on that one and, and put money on that. So, um, so yeah, I, I, if, I, if I had to pick any of them right now, it would probably be the 40s. I heard today, I was listening to the, uh, the Pick Central show, uh, Barstool, and they said that the total for the Tampa and Eagles uh, Philly game has gone down three full points because, and I'm looking at it now, uh, 21 mile per hour wind, 50% chance of rain so there's going to be some weather there which probably helps the eagles right uh if it you would think so yeah, yeah. their ground game but i i do think the buccaneers get leonard fournette back this week i believe i heard so maybe they go grounded pound yeah so who's got the better defense and you know you think tampa should have the better defense so i'd still give them a slight edge but yeah i, I think offensively you're not going to see a lot of points and weather is going to play a big factor in every game it sounds like this weekend yeah so uh, that that will be a, a big storyline uh, with all those games. Brian, you mentioned the uh, the Cowboys. Things kind of tighten up a little bit for the players, even for their cocky fans. Uh, Brian Bailey, for 18 regular season weeks, has had his chest poked out. Not as confident this week. Uh, we talked to Tyler Sneed earlier this week, who is a big Cowboys fan. He's been saying Super Bowl all year, and even he had pause. So yeah. all these cocky Cowboy fans, once they get to that playoff weekend, Brian. <laughs> They start to uh, to cower a bit, and for good reason. Uh, we, we know the history there. So Yeah, they're ripped dogs. It's been <laughs> years now, 30 years, and, yeah. and uh, ever since, how about them Cowboys and those three in a row? And um, They've been having to live off that for a while. I, you know, I'm going to guess that no one on the Cowboys roster was even alive uh, the last time they, they were in the Super Bowl. So it's, uh, it's, it's definitely something interesting there. They're under fire. Again, Dak got all that money. Now is where he's supposed to perform. And, yeah. and the 49ers are playing loose. You know, Kincavia Street, the J.H. Rose guy. And mm. the Niners have a, a very physical defense. So I'm curious how that one plays out. But um, I, if, I think they'll probably be the upset darling for everybody. And when that happens, it usually doesn't come true. But that's the game that I'm most intrigued with. Public dogs die, I think is the, the phrase. I'm starting to worry about that myself because I've liked the Niners all week. And now I'm starting to question right. myself. Uh, Brian, uh, good local reference there with Kentavia Street. Let's stay local. I hate to begin our college basketball conversation talking to NC State, but man, uh, I, I'm I'm a fan. Terquavion Smith is awesome. And what, the other night, I think he had 24. He was hitting some impossible shots and uh, and and playing a little defense too. Actually, on the way home from sports trivia, right. flipped over to uh, to the radio broadcast and uh, Gary Hahn. He, he's one of the uh, 
one of the last few old guys standing uh in the uh the business here in north carolina but they said something to the effect of you think all baby t can do is hit shots he's playing some defense as well so what a game for him the other night anytime nc state is a road underdog just take them they win they they win the games they're supposed to lose they lose the games they're supposed to win but uh man baby t awesome for uh for him and uh, his folks there in farmville he's playing great Right, and I hope that Darion Sebron finally gave up the ball a little bit. Right? Yeah. It's been that isolation game so much, and Kevin Keats has been catching some heat for that, and they finally changed up the offense a little bit, started rotating it some. And, and yeah, Baby T, I heard one of the ACC analysts who played for Louisville uh, several years ago uh, talking about how he sees in his eye a guy who wants to find a way to score every time he gets the ball, not in a ball hoggish way, but the, the basketball IQ of Turquavion is really high in how to generate those opportunities. And he has such a quirky left-handed game, it makes him a lot harder to guard. You think about some of the great left-handed guys who played in the uh, professional basketball through the years and how they can be a little bit tougher to guard, and he fits right in with that. It's, just, it's an athletic game that just comes at a slightly different angle, a little quirkier in how he does it, and when his outside shot is on, he's going to be tough. If they can find a way to incorporate Sebron and him a little bit more together, you know, the way like they did at Louisville, they may catch fire here, and Kevin Keats can get off his, his hot seat that Wolfpack fans have them on. Yeah, it is a, a hot seat that cools off and then immediately gets 100 degrees the next game. So whoever they play next, they'll lose, uh, I'm pretty sure. I don't even know who it is. Duke. Uh, they're at Duke. Ah, there you go. That's a L. Uh, uh, Brian, the traveling circus comes through Minji's on Saturday. You got Penny. You got Larry Brown. And one of the, I don't even know how to describe Rashid Wallace. One of the, one of the most entertaining sports figures of our time, Rashid Wallace uh, will be there as an assistant coach for Memphis as well. This is a huge game for them, Brian. They're they're coming off another loss. Uh, this is a a recipe for disaster for East Carolina because they they're undefeated at home they they have yet to get blown out even the other night they're able to come back make it a game against cincinnati there's going to be a good crowd in mingy's and and people are kind of excited about this team students are back and every time they're that people get kind of excited about ecu basketball they get blown out it, it's happened a million times over the years i'm very worried about tomorrow's game plus memphis nine and six three and two in conference play if they want to add i mean they they got to start stacking some wins here if they want any shot of an at-large so this is a, a very important game for both teams tomorrow yeah and, and with memphis we've been waiting ever since the penny hardaway uh coaching regime started there the coaching era started there he recruited. He had all those AAU guys come in. He just thought they were going to roll, but they've had some issues, and they just haven't been able to stack those wins. So you're right. I think this is a big game for them. Not that they're scared of ECU on the schedule or anything, but they just need to start winning those games they're supposed to and, and start getting to that next level. And for ECU, you know, you're coming off that tough loss, you know, a nice comeback at the end against Cincinnati, but is it same old, same old again, or is, is Joe Dooley going to find a way to get some – some signature wins, and I think that Memphis would certainly be a signature win for this team. You know, you're going to do it at home where you've done it all year. Uh, that's the place you want to get them, and, and we, you're right. We've seen this before. It always seems like the big upset for EC always happens in February when everybody's kind of counted them out. Yeah. It's still early on here, so this is one of those that uh, gets a high-profile uh, spotlight, and then ECU uh, reverts to to their history which is never really good yeah looking forward to uh, at least a, a good crowd and a good basketball atmosphere coming up uh saturday four o'clock 
and Menchie's Coliseum. Brian, uh, we got Morgan Ayler's high school huddle coming up next. He's talking to Larry Williford and the new football coach at North Pitt, C.J. Wilson. And uh, heard some of that interview earlier. It's awesome to hear C.J. because he was – when we interviewed him as a player, Brian, remember he was like this, yeah. he was like a big kid when you, you know, when you talk to him and now he's a grown man and it's great to hear uh, what he's doing now. But uh, all I heard, I've heard Bailey. I think I even heard, I've heard you talk about it too. CJ Wilson, uh, who was this big defensive end here was a, a running back in high school, right? Yes. Yeah. Running back who would get hurt every play. I always used to make fun <laughs> of CJ because here's this big guy wearing number 45 as a running back. He'd bowl over a bunch of kids, and then he's the last guy up off the ground <laughs> doing something, right? And so then he goes to ECU. They gray-shirt him. He packs on some weight. I, I remember going to a practice one time, and they had him just chugging milkshakes, trying to put weight on him, and, and certainly it helped, and he, he got bigger and stronger. But he's matured. He comes from a, a family of athletes. I believe he's one of nine boys, and I think they all got some sort of athletic scholarship to go to college. And, and of course, it worked out for him where he went and played in the NFL, and I didn't know he wanted to get into coaching. He got into real estate for a while and was in the Charlotte area. Then he kept coming back around. Greg Watford got a hold of him. And, and now, you know, he gets a head coaching job really quick. You know, I, I'm curious to see how he does with being a head coach and managing everything that comes with it. I mean, CJ obviously knows the game. He had a big impact as a defensive coordinator and really got the kids to work and buy in. And, and they had their best season in like 20 years this last year. Now as a head coach, can he keep it going? But, you know, the maturity level is fun to watch with these guys if, you, if you've watched ever since they were 12, 13 years old. And CJ's one of those guys. So I always remember that. Running back 45 and slow to get up every <laughs> and, and one of the nicest guys ever. He was uh, one of those gentle giants uh, when you talked to him out of the, the practice fields at ECU. So wishing him nothing but the best. That interview coming up at 6 o'clock tonight on Pirate Radio. North, uh, what else is going on? What are you and the girls doing this weekend? Well, uh, probably uh, Paw Patrol. Uh, that's the new thing. I'm looking for Chase and um, Tracker and Marshall the Fire Dog. Okay. Uh, there's been a lot of that in my life, unfortunately. Um, a thing called Bubble Gummies or something. I, it's not. A, it's not a must, but it is. And you know the characters now. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but if you can somehow attach yourself or find some enjoyment in those shows your kids are watching it makes it a little more bearable i remember yeah. there was a really weird show called yo gabba gabba that uh that lily liked on uh, nick jr or something but they used to have like um like real bands and musicians go on the show so it was actually kind of cool so i would try to be like hey can we watch this one instead of that one you know you you got to find something brian that you can enjoy I tried to introduce Sesame Street the other day. Mixed reviews on that. <laughs> um, you've got the what are the what are the horses called? The uh, the ponies, the painted ponies. My Little Pony. My Little Pony. Yeah. 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 And now I'm watching that. And all of a sudden, one of them's called Pinkie Pie. I'm like, wait a minute. I saw Pinkie Pie in Windsor, Ontario, one time. Hey, what's going on with it? Hey now. Hey now. I know people come up with these names. I'm like, what's going on here? So. Hey, here's a good play. Have you? Uh, are they old enough for some Scooby Doo little scary mysteries? Those are good. Not quite yeah. yet. Um, we're still. We get a little nervous uh, on when the when the Paw Patrol gets battling a big robot. We get scared. So <laughs> we're not quite there yet. Okay. Uh, we're evolving. We we finally got away from some Mickey Mouse a little bit and and some of the other stuff that uh, you know, you've seen them two hundred thousand times. Yeah. So it's nice to get something new into the repertoire. So. 
And with that, I'll be putting them to bed at 4.30 tomorrow so that I can watch some football. There you go. Uh, sounds like a plan. Nord, thanks for joining us today, man. Have a fantastic weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Sounds good, Clippy. Brian North joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live Line. We will take a timeout, come back when we return. We will talk to Greeny, Mark Greenheld, Golf Shop Radio Show, see what's going on in the world of golf. Also, how is he feeling about his Patriots taking on the Bills in playoff football? All that and more on the way. Pirate Radio Live, we roll on after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back to the show for the latest breaking news interesting stories and awesome contests that can make you a winner be sure to follow pirate radio on our social media on facebook twitter and instagram at pr 927fm join the close to 50 51 000 followers today at pr 927fm now let's head back into the show here's your host clip rock Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Friday still to come. Morgan Aylers will join us. Morgan's got the high school huddle coming up tonight. Going to talk some high school hoops with Larry Williford, the head basketball coach of Farmville Central. Also, a little high school football with a Pirate great, C.J. Wilson, the new head coach at North Pitt. Looking forward to that conversation. In fact, we'll hear uh, a little bit of that coming up in a minute to get you ready for tonight's show also jeff nadu big man on campus will join us to talk about tonight's college hoops and nfl playoffs from a gambling perspective uh greeny mark greenhelge will be locked into some playoff action because his patriots are taking on the bills it's the trilogy round three of that afc east rivalry and uh greeny welcome to the show you ready for a saturday night I am. Uh, well, I don't know if I'm ready for the weather that's going to come <laughs> Saturday night, early Sunday, but I'm definitely ready for the football game. I'm trying to figure out who capitalizes on that. Who is that good for? I, saw, I just saw a stat. We're watching CBS Sports HQ here during the show, and it said Josh Allen has the second worst quarterback rating in freezing temperatures. You've got the Patriots who, you know, Belichick has won in cold weather forever, but Mac Jones uh, necessarily hasn't won in those cold temperatures. So, Greeny, who, you know, does it help hurt anybody? Is it a draw? What do you think with the weather? Uh, you know, I, I mean, obviously it's not going to help the passing game nor the receivers trying to catch the ball. I, I think it comes back down to the running game. And all along, I think it's the same thing. All along, I think it is the, uh, the, the can the Patriots stop the Josh Allen from running the football. And and that's, what's going to be the big thing is that can the Patriots do that? And if they can do that, then I think they've got a chance. If they can't stop Josh Allen from getting out and running the football, then I think they're in trouble. And I think that's really what it's going to come down to. Um, if you look at the first game, obviously passing was difficult and jo- they kind of kept Josh Allen in check. Second game, they couldn't keep him in check and, and, uh, and he ran wild and they never had to punt. So, but it was still a close game. So, you know, if they can control that one player, and you got to think Belichick is going to work to take away Josh Allen running the football. Now, I know the Patriots have some difficulties on defense because of COVID, so that might be a tall task for them. Greeny, Mark Greenheld, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Greeny, what we love about the NFL, it's so wide open, the parody. And 
who's the best team in the AFC? Could it be your team, the one you're playing? Is it Mahomes and the Chiefs? Is it the team not even playing this week, the one seed and the Titans? I mean, is anybody head and shoulders above the other, in your opinion, uh, in the AFC this year? No, I mean, when, when you look down the list, I mean, you got to think pretty much every team has a shot, you would think, to go to, go to the Super Bowl in the AFC except maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I just don't know what the Steelers have left. I mean, watching that pillow fight last week uh, with them coming down the stretch, and, you know, it just it, it didn't seem like that that, uh, that, that was a, a couple of teams that really had any potential. Uh, but watching the, the Raiders kind of, you know, I mean, the Chargers did everything that they could do to, to, to try and win that football game, and the Raiders just kind of kept plugging along and then took it down and kicked the field goal at the end. So, I think that might give the Raiders a little bit of a boost, but I would say maybe maybe the rest of the teams have a pretty decent shot. I mean, you, you definitely think that the, the Patriots and Belichick have been there before. The Bills uh, were very close last year. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs look good. The Titans uh, can, can run the football, um, and looks like Henry's going to be back for that game. So, uh, obviously, they're going to be a tough one to handle. So, you, you really feel like anybody on the AFC side, except maybe Pittsburgh, an outside chance for the Raiders could be in that Super Bowl. And uh, up for grabs on the NFC side as well. It's uh, going to be fascinating. It all starts this weekend. You can hear the games right here on Pirate Radio. Two games on Saturday, Raiders, Bengals, and Pats, Bills, Saturday night. Then three games Sunday, and we'll have the Monday game as well, Cardinals, Rams. You can hear the Golf Shop Radio Show uh, coming up Saturday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. here on Pirate Radio. And, uh, Greeny, before we get into golf a little more on football, what's the uh, – what are the locals saying there in Charlotte? Black Monday has come and gone. We saw Joe Judge get fired Tuesday. We saw David Culley get fired Thursday. Matt Rule uh, still there in Charlotte. And, man, uh, the, not a lot of fan support in Matt Rule's corner right now. What about the locals there in Charlotte? What are they saying about the Panthers? Uh, well, to hear a Hornets game and, and, and the chant to, to fire Matt Rule no. is never a good thing. And, you know, the the, the weird part is, you know, we, we, we kind of picked on Jerry Richardson for, for never being out in public at all and, and making comments and talking about anything. And, and David Tepper has been very silent through this entire kind of season and end of the season. And, and that's surprising to me. I mean, I, I tweeted out the other day that as soon as the Dolphins fired Flores, I, if I'm David Tepper, I'm picking up that phone and making the phone call to that guy. I think he's, for me, the best of the, the guys that got let go. And I thought he did a great job down in Miami didn't have the quarterback play to uh, to really make a stand there. I mean, you, you, maybe you take a, a even a mediocre quarterback and throw it down on that football team, and they might be giving the Bills and the Patriots fits. I mean, they already give the Patriots fits. But, um, you know, so that was an interesting uh, thing. I think there might have been a little bit of a clash between the front office and the coach. But, man, I, I'd get on the phone and pick, pick up and, and call him. And, you know, the fact that they're firing other staff just – makes no sense and it's going to come down to the draft i mean we all know they should have taken a left tackle with the first pick instead of you know horn's a great cornerback but you needed help on the offensive line when you went out and, and made a trade for a quarterback so that made no sense to me and you know you need to address that and until you address that it doesn't matter who's quarterbacking for you if you can't give that quarterback time or you're running back to the lanes to run in your offense isn't going to be any good Mark Greenelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Greeny, uh, great time to be a, a member of the PGA Tour. They are in Hawaii once again this week, the Sony Open in Hawaii. Uh, what, if anything, are you keeping an eye on in this tournament going on right now? 
Well, this is an interesting one. There's generally uh, low scoring in this golf course, but they've had a lot of rain over there this year. And I mean a lot of rain. And the rough is up. I mean, they, they, the rough was as high as six inches at one point. They, they cut it down to four inches. Four inches of Bermuda rough, it can be nasty. So you definitely want to look for guys who hit it fairly straight. And lo and behold, sitting at the top of the leaderboard right now uh, and running in the second round is Matt Kuchar, Jim Furyk. Even though he's on the Champions Tour, he's a very straight ball hitter, and he was leading the golf tournament for the longest time yesterday. So that's really what you want to look at. This is not a golf course that you can overpower, but you want to keep it in the fairway and uh, be able to you know, get your iron shots to the green to be able to make birdies. So that's definitely a little bit of a change from what we saw last week at the Tournament of Champions when you know, if you didn't shoot 63, you were losing some serious ground. So look for the guys that are keeping it in play to make a run this week. Mark Greenell, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us on Pirate Radio Live. You can hear Greeny and the guys coming up Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, what you got planned for Saturday's show? Well, uh, we don't have Bill Bender this week. I mean, somebody told him that he could take a weekend. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. He, he didn't bet that with me. But um, in his place, we're going to talk to Frank Garcia, the former Carolina Panther yeah. lineman. And we'll talk, uh, we'll talk playoffs. We'll talk, uh, you know, the Panthers and, and all that stuff. We got a new segment coming in this week where once a month we're going to bring in Butch English to talk about, uh, you know, a little bit around the preparing yourself to play rounds and what to do uh, as we look at different times during the year. Then we're going to talk to both Ron Green Jr. and Alex Maselli uh, about the PGA Tour season, but also uh, we lost one of the great, uh, you know, people in, in the world of uh, golf media this week in Tim Rosefort. So we're going to kind of remember Tim Rosefort with both of those guys. All right, sounds like a good show coming up on Saturday. Hornets in action tonight, taking on the Magic. I'm curious, Greeny, are you uh, are you on this Hornets bandwagon, uh, knocking off the Bucks back to back games at home, knocking off the Sixers, playing good? Are you uh, you paying attention to them at all? It, well, it all comes down to defense with them. Um, they are one of the top scoring teams in the league, and when they decide to play defense, they can they can hang with just about any team in the league. Now, can they play that defense consistently? And if they decide to go out and get a player, you know, which side of the ball do you look at? Do you look at uh, uh, somebody to, to be more of a, a defender around the, around the rim of the basket? But what do you have to give up to get that player? So there's definitely going to be a trade-off there. But they are an entertaining team to watch. I'll give them Yeah, that. no doubt. All right, Greeny, good stuff, man. We'll uh, check you out coming up Saturday morning right here on Pirate Radio. Have a great show. Hey, have a good weekend, Cliff. Thank you, sir. There is Mark Greenheld. Good luck to his Patriots coming up on Saturday. Chandler, did you see the um, – I didn't read much into it. just saw a few headlines. What was the P.J. Washington trade talk stuff? Did you see any of that? Oh, I haven't even seen anything about that. Yeah, I think – I don't know if it was just like rumors or kind of floating out what they could get for uh, a P.J. Washington. But I don't know. We talked to Spencer Percy at the start of the new year and he was kind of and he's on the fence about what they're going to do trade deadline wise but if they're sitting there like sixth fifth in the east you would think they would go out and and make a little move here right yeah uh, i heard today that they are only one game back from the fifth spot so uh they're currently sitting at the seventh spot right now so a big game tonight against orlando thank god it's at home um but i mean what does it matter hornets taking care of business uh recently with uh, back-to-back wins. In I kind of wish they were playing a good team. 
I'm kind of yeah, nervous I, when they play these teams. We, we like talked this. about this off the air earlier about you know we're 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 more comfortable and more confident in the Hornets when they're dogs. Yeah, and tonight they're big favorites against the Magic. Uh, the Magic How took care you, of business against uh, the Pistons though recently. A bad team at home, so hopefully they can do it again tonight. How do you feel about the Hornets big men situation right now? Mm. <laughs> no, I'm I'm seriously asking because. The Pacers are selling. Where, what's our guy's like, name that talks to us at halftime at ECU basketball oh, games? Oh, Steve Fuller. Steve. Yeah, the, so Chandler and I go out for a um, – look, just like the players, we need a break at halftime too, right, mm-hmm. the fans? Yeah. So we walk out of Minji's, and there's this guy that always talks to us. And Rand, walk- I've, I've seen him for a couple of years now, and he'll come up and talk about the Pirates and stuff, but he comes up to me uh, earlier this year. Were you out there the, the time? <laughs> anyway, he comes up to me he's like, mason Plumley ain't worth a damn <laughs> I'm like, all right uh, yeah wait is he playing in minji's yeah, did, out of nowhere he's a huge hornets guy so we have had kind of a hate hate relationship with Plumley throughout the uh the year and uh, good grief uh, steve just sent a text about miles turner how long have we like talked about a potential miles turner to charlotte miles turner andre drummond i feel like it's been uh, four it or five years now somebody make it happen yeah I, we've talked about it forever but that is i mean as greeny said it's kind of defense as a whole but certainly interior defense is an issue because right. like you said if you're if you're sitting like middle of the pack in the east playoffs make a push for something try to get a uh first round home series that would be huge absolutely yeah as the as the hornets are trucking through this season you know, the start of the season the defense was a definite question and it still is but it's it's improving uh and that's something that the hornets are going to have to clinch on to to uh try to ride this thing out and get a playoff spot yeah defense wins games and playoff series series but if they can stay what they hot, do offensively oh, it makes me excited yeah well they're <laughs> exciting and what yeah. they do is exciting you have a great you know uh passer and uh, LaMelo Ball, who's just dishing it out. And then now Gordon Hayward's starting to get hot for the Hornets, too. I've said a few things about him and how oh, he yes. needs to step up. And, 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 and Steve, is, our halftime buddy. Steve has had some choice words for Hayward for has been Hayward. on an incredible run here of late. It's been great to see, especially without my guy Oubre. They've been doing this without Kelly Oubre. Have you uh, picked out a shirt yet? Uh, I don't know. I, I cannot believe there's such a great selection of novelty Kelly Oubre shirts out there, but I'm definitely getting one soon i'm he's definitely besides Lamelo, besides bridges i mean ubre's gotta be top three top four fan favorite i mean i did he's got the hair he's so silky smooth and he's actually been a really really good player this year absolutely Charlotte. yeah great addition for the bugs all right let's take a break we'll come back when we return we'll wrap up hour three we got the high school huddle at six o'clock we'll talk to the host of that show morgan aylers coming up at five Well, here's uh, a little bit, a little tease of C.J. Wilson coming up later on on that show. Pirate great, uh, Super Bowl champ, and now the head coach of the North Pitt Panthers. So we'll hear a little bit of that when we return on Pirate Radio Live on a Friday after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local and print it local with the University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear. Ian, uh, excuse me. Contact them today at UniversitySportswearENC.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio for 18 years. Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, good job, Chan Man. Also, CJ Schaefer here, putting in the work on a Friday afternoon. Grinding. Grinding. Grit and grind calls the Grizzlies. Just ask Urban Meyer. Hey, CJ, I have uh, compared you quite a bit to Zebo, Zach Randolph. Good jump shot. Why? Hard worker, good jump shot. No, I didn't have a good jump shot, but he was with the grit and grind. Grit and grind era. Tony Allen. Tony Allen, great defender. Tony Allen and Zebo. That's that's who you guys are. All right. And I'm Mike Conley setting you up. Uh, Chandler, CJ. We're going to hear from CJ Wilson momentarily. CJ was playing kind of in my, my, I guess my early pirate radio days, but for you, Chandler, you were, uh, how old were you in 07, 08, 09? 07, 08, 09. Let's see. 07, I was nine years old. Okay. So that puts you. I remember, I remember his days vividly. 07 was the first year of ECU football that I remember like in my mind. So that puts you, I was like peach bowl age that time so i do remember a little bit you know some jeff blake action and those guys and then when i was a little older my favorites were larry shannon i like clayton driver because he used to wear some high like his, his pants seemed to be really high so i'd pull my uh sweatpants up in the backyard catch some balls i'm clayton driver scott Harley. so like you were a kid like who were your favorite pirates as a kid oh man well see that defense was just so dominant you know you had well, in 07, you had Khalif Mitchell, man in the middle with Linville Joseph. You had C.J. Wilson, Pierre Bell. Um, Love Pierre Bell. Pierre Bell. Quentin Cotton. Jeremy Chambliss. Chambliss. But my favorite pirate on the defensive side of the ball was Scotty. Slate. Scotty Robinson. Scotty Robinson. I was a big Scotty Robinson fan. Great defensive end. Yeah. So And, and Zach Slate. I, I remember Zach Slate well, too. Scotty, had a, he had a violent sack on Case Keenum in Just the Just slung him down like game. a rag doll. Yeah. And, uh, but, he is now a police officer, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day. I think it was Malcolm Gray. I, we were actually going over the, that, the, the defense uh in in that era and i mentioned scotty robinson as one of my favorite pirates and he was like i think he's a police officer now so yeah um but he's uh, got a great he's a good interview too we need to get him on at some point because he was always good to talk to but rick smith you know he had a great uh db room man because you had uh, coach who were some of the dbs in there emmanuel davis and uh leon you a lot of people don't remember him leon best was real good i remember yeah. leon and i remember coach uh skip holtz used to call him herman 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 best <laughs> that's right and uh kyle chase one of my favorites from kyle, that era I remember kyle chase. safety yeah and then uh van eskridge of course at the, safety, the at the safety position um so a lot of awesome awesome pirates back so those then, are so. like your childhood teams yeah for ECU. That, that, that team was kind of like the team you had just mentioned like around the peach ball era yeah. maybe so um, CJ, we uh, we don't know a lot about you. We got your home address and you're from Pittsburgh, where you're from and where your parents are from. 
did you who did you grow up watching like in college football i went were you ever an ecu fan before you came to ecu um i followed ecu a lot because of not by like family affiliation or anything but i had some friends who had family who went to ecu mostly um so that was kind of my affiliation and uh so what are like your first memories danny webster so danny webster was have long? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, he, I always say when people are like, who's the best high school player you've seen? And it's like all these NBA and NFL greats. Danny Webster almost beat Jage Rose on that field by himself one night. <laughs> and I was there to, to witness it. He was unbelievable in high school. He played just about what? Every position, right? I feel like he, he, he was returned punts throwing and... the ball to himself and catching it. It was nuts. So Danny Webster, unfortunately, his career didn't end well yeah, at East Carolina. Yeah, yeah. But so that was what is that like early teens? That was probably like 2011, 2012, I'm 2013. I so, remember. Yeah. I can't. I can't really. Remember. Definitely remember 2012 because I remember. You know, we started that year with Rio Johnson at quarterback, and yeah. then it ended with you know obviously the, the captain Shane Carden. Um, but Danny Webster with some exciting, electrifying plays in his days. He. At DC. What's the phrase? He died so Tyler Sneed. He he walked so, so Tyler, Tyler Sneed, Sneed could run. run. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh he was a great uh inside receiver. Just I don't know. I guess couldn't couldn't figure it all out. But uh all right. So there you Those go. Those were the days clip rock. We took that walk down memory lane because we're gonna hear from CJ Wilson coming up on the high school huddle. Let's get a little tease of that right now. Morgan asked CJ, now that he's a head coach, about all the great coaching he's had over the years whether it be high school here at east carolina or in the nfl and uh, cj talked about that yeah like you said i um had an uh, opportunity to thank god for you know the second chance to get a chance to play it east carolina on the skip Holtz came in as a small 218 pound and gained about 30 pounds my first semester there and uh just a great coach and staff you know coach host and coach hood my defense coordinator and just great guys, you know, that, that took me under the wings and showed me the way of power, power nation, power football. And it's, it, it still stuck with me all the way through the NFL. And even now, just to being accountable on time, just it was it was part, I would say, one of the most important times in my life where I, I learned so much and about the game and just about life, period, when it comes to, you know, sports and being on time and stuff like that. But I had a, it was it was great just being able to grow and believing in me that I was uh, more than believe, believing in me more than I believed in myself. And I, I'm just trying to instill the same thing in these guys now earlier, you know, about being on time and believing in themselves and just the, the, the you you only get out what you put in, just working hard every day. And that's what I'm trying to do right now, coming from East Carolina, just instill the same program there here. Really cool to uh, hear C.J. Wilson as a grown, old, mature adult now and knowing him uh, when he was a youngster at East Carolina, always one of the nicest guys, always smiling and uh, could really get it done on the football field. I, like, I wonder if Case Keenum still has nightmares of that day because he was just under duress all day long, it seemed like. Um, but I, I just thought about it while I was listening to C.J. I think the 9 CUSA championship game is my – peach bowl like to troy d mm-hmm. i just, make did, a commercial I, about I just it? didn't get any turf from the <laughs> you know i didn't get any turf from that game though my peach bowl is definitely ecu miami in raleigh that, oh you, oh you were there i was there that was freaking epic i mean 
you had portis moss reggie wayne it was did insane. you get on the field no i didn't because i went with well, i went with a friend of mine whose dad was a state guy so he was probably opposed as to all the goalposts and fans going crazy and yeah. stuff like that so i was behaving uh in the stands while all that was happening well in 09 you know when we had won the championship they w- the coolest thing about that in hosting a championship is they they roll they roll a stage out there they they do the trophy ceremony and all that and skip holtz gets up there and i think patrick pinckney was up there with him van eskridge uh, maybe Dwayne harris was up there um but i remember skip holtz saying now we invite everybody onto the field to celebrate with us and i was as a kid like all right let's roll let's go come on and so we got down there and we took some pictures and somewhere deep in the vault there is a picture of me and my brother with emmanuel davis uh with the fresh off the hot off the press cusa championship hat on so uh great memories memories chandler let's uh let's name every pirate that scored a touchdown in the conference usa championship game winning over houston uh this running back from charlotte had two touchdowns i don't know where he's from i do know giovanni ruffin he had one giovanni ruffin my clue for that was going to be this workout legend okay uh dominique Lindsay had two and then uh, my all-time favorite pirate to watch had a touchdown catch Dwayne harris wide open and fell down i remember it's just it's like still in my mind and i I brought this box score up because you said i wonder if case keenum has nightmares now he lost the game he got thrown down he did have 527 passing yards no it was like it was crazy (laughs) i don't know if he has nightmares he had five touchdowns the thing is though he had three interceptions they had a wide receiver was it carrier there was a wire carrier and uh cleveland 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 had 19 for 241 oh my god carrier 11 for 94 like they were i mean they were a machine offensively and yeah you don't want to give up over 500 passing yards but the three interceptions was was huge yeah including the last one especially that last one and yeah. man what a crappy day it was in greenville that day cold overcast i did not even go to that game slight rain i did the pregame show and went i watched it in my parents house i wasn't feeling great so i did not go to daddy ficklin so the crowd wasn't to its full capacity but man when van eskridge got that interception that crowd pop in daddy ficklin stadium one of the all-time great crowd pop oh was just amazing we need to find it Uh, i'm gonna find it during the break and play it when we return and when we talk to morgan aylers I remember talking a lot about Morgan that game leading up to that game because the conference said he couldn't do first down pirates. Uh, you couldn't or show favoritism or any of that stuff. So I remember that being so weird. Yeah. All right. Uh, hour three on tap. Morgan Aylers also will make you a winner. How about a shrimp taco from uh, De Chico's? That could be yours coming up in hour three as well. We roll on on a Friday after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. Go to YouTube and search for Pirate Radio TV and subscribe today. Watch Pirate Radio Live Monday through Friday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. And uh, just go to YouTube and search for Pirate Radio TV and subscribe today. Let's head back into the show. Here's your host. Brock. All right. Chandler saw a uh, something on social media about Ron Hunter in a good mood. He was in a very good mood. The only time he hasn't been in a good mood was when he came to Minji's. Because the only team, apparently, that can beat Tulane is East Carolina. Just call us the Ron Hunter stoppers. <laughs> he is uh, very entertaining to watch as uh, we saw him lose his bleep several times in Minji's when they came here. Another Pirate home game coming up. By the way, I don't even think we've announced this yet, Chandler. CJ, you could be a part of this. We have uh, our next watch-along planned. Man, that Oklahoma game was fun. Yep. Our next watch-along is going to be February the 5th. That is a Saturday, 2 o'clock, when the Pirates go on the road to face Tulane. So the rematch with the Ron Hunters. Who knows? They could be like top 10 in the country by then if they keep winning. I mean... Maybe I'm overstating that, but... They're, uh, maybe, but I mean, if they keep winning, maybe top 25. They just went there somewhere on the road uh, at Wichita State earlier this week. Not sure who the fighting Corey Glores have this weekend. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, head out to the Pirate Radio live line and talk to the host of the high school huddle, the voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium and Minji's Coliseum. He is Morgan Aylers. Hello, Captain Morgan. Mr. Clip Brock. Morgan, you got a conversation with C.J. Wilson coming up on the high school huddle. So we took a trip down memory lane, and right before we took a break, we talked about Van Eskridge's interception to win the Conference USA Championship in 09 and the amazing crowd pop when he got that pick with the great Ron Franklin on the call. And I pulled it up during the break. Let's hear it, Chandler. Crowd coming to life, trying to help out the home folks here. Pirates trying to be the first team in this conference to win back-to-back conference usa titles and right now houston down six has got 50 seconds left in the ball game looking gonna go long for the end zone and the ball is bounced and intercepted eskridge one word eskridge and that crowd pop ah, that is chills inducing still gives me chills every time you hear it morgan Ayler's uh well, sir, I remember talking about you and to you that week here on Pirate Radio, Morgan, about the whole you can't show any favoritism, you can't do any args, all that stuff. I remember uh, talking to you about that leading up to that game that week. Yeah, that was when they said uh, you had to be very neutral, which, of course, if you've watched the conference championships played at home stadiums, now there is no neutrality in any of these things. But uh, I, I can't remember his name at the time. I think it was Britton Banowski. Yeah, the commissioner. He came. He came by and said, "Now you have to be neutral, but it can be a purple shade of neutral." <laughs> okay. Okay. So, and we would do the first down pirates. I would then, when Houston had it, I would say during that game, I said it was a Houston first down. Correct. Right. Of course, the folks at Houston didn't know what the heck I was talking about, and you know, worked out fine. Yeah, they didn't care anyway. Game, and you mentioned you mentioned uh, Paul Franklin. I had a chance to meet him before the game and talk to him a little bit. He was one of the great play-by-play voices ever in college football and sports in general, television. Uh, really a nice gentleman. Had a, had a picture taken with him. I think that was my very first picture phone, as a matter of fact, because <laughs> uh, 
you know, not even a, a, a I don't even know, a, a half a gigabyte, kilobyte, metabyte, whatever, <laughs> so green you couldn't see it, but that was a picture I've got of him, so it was pretty cool. He did that game, he did the Peach Bowl, and, and also when I hear him, I think of like a night game at Nayland Stadium, like Tennessee, you know, I hear SEC when I hear his voice. He did a lot of SEC games. Yeah. He was, but again, a really nice gentleman and a great voice, and he was like the key, one of the, you know, yeah, that that era of of broadcasters that just commanded respect when he went in there and you listened to a game and he brought the emotion, he brought the color, you know, to the game and you know the knowledge of the game. It was really especially if you get a chance to go back and listen to some of these guys with the way they uh, broadcast the games. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Morgan, you've been close to the East Carolina, you know, athletics and the programs for years now, and you get to see these guys grow up during their time at ecu and it is really neat i remember interviewing cj wilson as a player and now to hear uh, his upcoming interview with you on the high school huddle we played a clip of it a moment ago but he's you know he's a grown man now he, he's a grown mature man it's really cool to see these guys grow and, and to grow into what they become and uh he's uh he did a great job with uh north pitt and the, and the defensive side of the ball we talked to brian north about it earlier but he's taken over now as head coach and we played a little bit of that interview can't wait to hear the whole thing coming up on the high school huddle at six yeah i had a chance to you know sit down with him yesterday and do that interview and uh you know he's such a uh, a good person and he and he's always been that way you know he's been a, a leader by example and uh you know had a great career here at east carolina and Played six, seven years in, in the NFL, won a Super Bowl ring with the with the Packers, and uh, you know, kudos to him for you know making a decision and, and really working toward that. Last year, he had a chance to go in and coach defensive line. And, uh, we talked to him about you know his background and what he wants to do in North Pitt, and I just think you know, and I know people don't like to hear schools as stepping stones, but I got a feeling you're going to see what C.J. Wilson can do the next couple of years, and he's going to move up ranks really well because. He's such a knowledgeable mind when it comes to football. And, you know, you if you're a player, you know, yeah, there's some great coaches around here. Don't get me wrong, but when you've got a Super Bowl champion as your head coach, he's been there, done that. He's he's from Eastern North Carolina. You listen to this guy and you do what he says. And if they do it, North Pitt's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And your other guest, Morgan, uh, Farmer Central, it's not a stepping stone. It's a basketball factory. But I've always wondered, like, what is Larry Williford's move? Uh, does he just stay there, win championships, and become like the winningest North Carolina high school coach in history, or or does he uh, have aspirations to to go to college, to go somewhere else? Uh, I always, and he's still a, a young guy, Morgan, and uh, all the wins. But man, he has had some amazing teams there at Farmville Central. I know you'll be talking to him too tonight. Yeah, they got a big game tonight against Green Central. Of course, Farmville Central uh, has a couple players out due to injury, but. Green Central has a pretty notable coach uh, as well there, Morgan. Yeah, Theodore Blue Edwards. (laughs) When I played at Mount Olive my sophomore year, bad knees put me into sort of the assistant coaching ranks. and uh, I remember going with my head coach to Green Central to watch Blue play, and he ended up going to Lewisburg versus Mount Olive. So uh, a little still backstory there, but then I got to know Blue real well here at East Carolina. and uh, You know, he's he's done well over there, and those guys playing well, and I think between them right now, they've got five losses on the season between the two teams. And, you know, Farmville Central is going to be rocking tonight in that gym. And that's such – and we talked to Larry about it. There's such a, a cool deal when you have that, that high school element that's still important to communities. And Green Central 
Athletics, Farmville Central Athletics, you know, those schools like that, Aiden Griffin, you know, fans, that's a part of their life. You know, the, the people in those communities grew up there, went to school there, having kids now, and their kids are going there. So it's it's really a neat deal. That's that's what high school athletics is all about. Yeah, and you've got people over there tonight that will be talking to each other as if they are part of the extended family of Traquavion Smith because they watched him grow up and then turn into a college player. And, man, Morgan, I, I hate the jersey he's wearing, but how about the start to his college career he's having with NC State? Boy, he has uh, gone out there and, and just lit, lit the ACC on fire. Yeah, you know, We knew he was a good player just watching him out there, but he's found a good, really good role in, uh, you know, at NC State, and uh, he's a tough matchup. You know, and I think what you're going to find, though, there's there's some coaches in that league and the ACC and players in that league that are going to be – you might get them the first time through, but the second time through they're going to blow their chest a little bit and you might not find it as easy going out and getting those 15, 20-point games right. as you did the first time through. So it's going to be interesting to see how they match up in the second half of the season. Morgan Ayler's joining us, voice of Minji. is going to be a uh, fun one in Minji's tomorrow. Hoping to, to see a good crowd there. I think it'll be a pretty spirited crowd when Memphis – comes to town and on that bench you've got penny larry brown and morgan my challenge to you i I want you to try to see if you can get rashid wallace a technical somehow tomorrow try to entice him into a t if you can rashid boy i tell you what he had a little feisty temper when he played that's for sure but (laughs) nfl and in college but yeah there's a lot of a lot of coaching you know talent basketball talent on the bench larry brown legendary coach hall of fame coach uh, was brought in. I think Penny brought him in maybe to give him some, I don't know, bench help, coaching help, mm-hmm. because you know Penny's still learning how to be a, a Division One basketball coach. Yeah, tremendous player. You know, tremendous career, All American, and of course the famous little little Penny commercials that they used to have to me were some of the best ever. Uh, recruiting wise, he's proven that he can get that done. Now he's got to get everybody playing on the same page. That's, I think, the, the key there. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see who's eligible to play for Memphis tomorrow. They've had some injuries. They've had some COVID issues. I know they lost uh, the other night. And they're going to be coming in here hungry. And so is East Carolina. You know, people it, – it's funny with, with the East Carolina fan base sometimes. And, you know, whether you read the message boards or you don't, you see some of these, uh, these people, you know, let's fire him, let's get rid of him, blah, blah, blah. East Carolina is a whole lot better basketball team this year than probably been in the last 10 years. I mean, they've got the talent on the floor. They lost to Temple on the last second three-pointer. Uh, yeah, they got down, I think, 23, 24 points the other night to Cincinnati, but came back and made a game of it late. You know, tremendous game by Vance Jackson. Those are the kind of, I mean, you think about it. When's the last time East Carolina's had players that have gone out, different players that have gone out and hit 30 points in a game? Yeah, I think East Carolina's got uh, what two and one of close third. You know, we got some players that they, they can play, and uh, I think it's going to be a good basketball game tomorrow night. Now, the students show up. I hope the fans show up at four o'clock at Minji's Coliseum and really get after it because that can make a difference in uh, whether East Carolina wins this game or not. I'm excited. Uh, looking forward to it coming up on uh, Saturday, four o'clock in Minji's uh, Morgan. NFL playoffs, wild card weekend. Uh, let's see. What do I want to ask you? Let's just run through them real quick, Morgan, and you give me uh, a thought in five or ten seconds. I love this matchup. Wild card weekend. 
Raiders Bengals. Like I did not have this as a matchup I wanted to see going into the year. This is my favorite game of the weekend with the way the Bengals are flying on offense and and Zay Jones coming along late uh in the year for uh, for Las Vegas. So Raiders Bengals, who you got in that one on Saturday? Bengals. Patriots Bills part 3, who you got? Bills. You really are taking this 5 to 10 seconds thing seriously. I appreciate it. Eagles Bucks on Sunday, who you got? Bucks. 49ers Cowboys. Cowboys. Steelers Chiefs. Chiefs. Cardinals Rams. I'd like to see the, would like to see the Steelers win, but I think the Chiefs are going. Well, you ain't gonna. Cardinals Rams. Cardinals Rams. This is going to be the I think the tough matchup of the of the weekend. Um the Rams if they play the way they're capable of playing can handle the Cardinals, but you know, the Cardinals can get hot and score on anybody, and I think this could be a really high-scoring game. So I'm going to go with the Card Rams. Card Rams. All right, the picks are in for Morgan Aylers. Morgan, good stuff. Uh, looking forward to uh, hearing some hoops and football talk tonight, Morgan. High school huddle. With the Cardinals, how about that? You're going with the Cardinals? Going with the Cardinals. All right, it's official. I also kind of heard you say Rams, so when we play it back next week, I can edit it to where you picked the Rams. So good job there. I picked the Rams. <laughs> Morgan, uh, high school huddle coming up. You're going to uh, be talking some hoops uh, here in the next uh, a few weeks. As uh, yeah, we're going to what we're going to try to do. Where it's not as in depth as uh, we do on Friday night right. all with, with all the coaches, but we're doing a 30 minute show every Friday, and we're going to uh, try to this time of year talk with a local high school coach, and then trying to find somebody that's been uh, around this area either played high school sports or uh, you know uh, a sports figure or a sports personality that uh, maybe can can bring some in, uh, insight to different areas whether it's college pro or whatever in the second half of the show so we're excited about that looking forward to it good deal and uh, that's exciting and also coming up after the high school huddle a show morgan will be interested in and maybe a future guest on first uh pirate radio podcast wrestling edition with the big dog glenn griffin and cj schaefer they went to aew uh wednesday night in pnc arena morgan so they're going to recap that and talk some wrestling so uh tune into that after your show heard that was a great uh night the other night as a matter of fact holton and griffin went cool the night they were up there and they said they had a great time and uh, great upstart company, AEW. And yeah, I'd love to be on the show talking a little, little wrestling. Wrestling. All right, Morgan. Have a good weekend, buddy. We'll uh, talk soon. All right, bud. DJ Captain Morgan joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live Line. He sound kind of down. I hope he's up tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Yeah, that, the send-off was kind of sad. He was like, bye. Maybe he's saving it for tomorrow. Yeah, he's saving his excitement. That's fine. But, I'll, I'll take that. He, it, he knows the upset is coming. He's got the spoilers already, so. Shooting two. Good job, Chandler. Tell you what, let's make somebody a winner right now and open up the Pirate Radio Live line. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. You were on that. Good work there, C. Money. Yeah, 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 ah, boy. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't tell me that. Uh, let's go caller number five on a Friday. Shrimp Taco to Chico's can be yours if you're caller five. We'll take a timeout, come back. Big Man on Campus, Jeff Nadeau, joins us after this.
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Did you miss the show on Pirate Radio? Well, don't worry because you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archive local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for the Pirate Radio Audio Archives. And congratulations to Nick Wedby of Grimesland, the winner of a shrimp taco lunch from Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's. Enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus, ice cold cervezas and Chico's famous margaritas are always available for Mexican food and fun. It's got to be Chico's. Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host. Clip Rock. All right, you're eligible to win once a month. Uh, Nick wins it today. Nick won, I guess, last month. Anyway, his most recent win. Guess what he won? What? A shrimp taco to Chico. Oh, really? And I said, I hope you like shrimp, and he confirmed that he does. Nice. So uh, he is dominating the shrimp tacos uh, here these last couple of months. So congratulations to Nick. And trying to get him to spell that last name was difficult on the phone. Wedby. Wedby. All right. College hoops tonight. NBA tonight. NFL playoffs this weekend. And uh, we'll talk about it all, including ECU Memphis right now with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. He joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line to get you ready for your sports weekend from a gambling perspective. Jeff, how you doing today? You know, it's interesting. You know, you look at the you know extended forecast in Tampa, there's supposed to be rain Sunday morning, but by you know, one two o'clock, it's supposed to you know kind of clear <laughs> up. That, uh, that, uh, <laughs> that was a uh, a great start to the phone call. So that was when I asked Jeff about uh, weather in Tampa, Philly, and I said, "Hey Jeff, the line has moved, and the over under has moved a full field goal." because of wind and weather in Tampa. Do you or do you not find that interesting? You know, it's interesting. You know, you look at the you know extended forecast in Tampa. There's supposed to be rain Sunday morning, but by you know, 1, 2 o'clock, it's supposed to you know kind of clear up and, and just be partly cloudy. Now, the wind is the issue. Obviously, you know, I'm not real worried about rain. It's wind. Um, so, yeah, I think that presents a problem, and I think that presents a problem for the Eagles. Okay. I mean, they want to run the football. Um, yeah, um, but you know, if they can't throw the football, what do you do? Tampa's got the best run defense in the NFL. Um, I just don't think this is a real good matchup for the Eagles. I- I've said that before, and I'll say it again. These teams played each other, you know, it seems like forever ago. But, I-, I mean, the Eagles, they were able to move the ball. Remember, they had a late touchdown in that game, and, and it really should have been, you know, a double-digit victory as opposed to a six-point victory. So, you know, Tom Brady did whatever he wanted, 34 for 42, had almost 300 yards. Um, you know, now we flip it, and it's now in Tampa. I've said before, I've got the Bucs. I think they win my double digits there. All right, Bucks are the play. How about Saturday, Jeff? Cold weather in Cincinnati and brutally cold weather in Buffalo. You would think the Patriots could handle that. How about their young quarterback, Mac Jones? And how about the Raiders? Does that affect them being from a – Nice fair weather, you know, dome team there in Vegas playing in the cold in Cincinnati. What what about these cold weather games on Saturday? What do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, as far as the Raiders-Bengals, I think it's a tough game. I probably lean Raiders, but I think you made a good point about the weather. You know, it's not something they're real used to. I mean, Derek Carr hasn't been in a ton of playoff games either, but neither has Joe Burrow for that matter. Um, I, I think that game's close, and I think people have agreed. That open six and a half down to five and a half. Um, you kind of just feel like that's a 24-21 type of game. I lean Raiders. I haven't had a ton of, uh, of luck backing or betting against them though this year. As far as the Patriots-Bills, that's going to be a brutally cold matchup. Um, I trust the Bills. You know, I, I, it's not that I don't like the Patriots. It's just, you know, Mac Jones, he's a, he's a young rookie. Um, I believe Josh Allen, this is kind of where they kind of figure things out. I think defensively they're better this year. And I think they're the better team. They're at home here. I don't love the rookie quarterback on the road. I think the kid's a great player, and I think long-term he's the answer. But um, there's no, you know, shame in losing to the Bills. I think this is where they just come to play. Felt like maybe they lost a little interest at certain points in the season. I think they're better than what their record indicates. I think the Bills could be the best team in the NFL. I mean, now's the time to turn the page. I think Josh Allen comes to play here and, and takes care of the team. I had the Patriots in both of the meetings in the regular season, won one of them on the uh, the cold, windy Monday night game. And then in that second game in Foxborough, Josh Allen was absolutely lights out. Every time they needed a play, third and nine you know whatever he would make it and uh starting to lean that way again uh and maybe go with the bills in this one jeff about monday night it it, no real dominant teams playing this weekend and it's so much parody so you can find flaws in everybody and you know stafford is he ready for the big moment with the rams the cardinals tend to fade uh here at the end of the year so i don't know both of these teams not really exuding much confidence heading into this game on Monday night. Uh, any thoughts on Cardinals-Rams? Well, you know, this is, I think, why you brought someone like Matthew Stafford in, right? I mean, you know, Matthew Stafford, obviously Jared Goff wasn't the long-term answer. You know, I like Stafford. I've always been pretty high on him as a quarterback. I think he's terrific. But you're right, this is uncharted waters for him. Um, I also do look at the fact that I just think the Rams – if you ask me who the best team in the NFL is, I would say it's the Rams. I think defensively they're absolutely nasty. Um, you know, people like Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. Look, I like the Cardinals. They come across as a bit of a um, gimmick to me. I know they've had a good season, but I don't know. I feel like they were a lot better towards the start of the season as opposed to the end. Um, I just think the Rams defensively are a little bit more, you know, solid. I like what Goff – or not Goff, but Stafford. Obviously, I like the receiver Cooper Cup has been terrific all season. I think this is a pretty solid number. I mean, I think anything under a touchdown I'm pretty happy with. Obviously, four is terrific, and I want to hang there and, and grab that. Um, I think, again, though, they were a good story, the Cardinals, but I just don't think they're on the level of beating the Rams, who I think are the best team in football. I think they take care of business and move on. All right. I got a future on them, so let's ride with the uh, L.A. Rams coming up on Monday night. Talking to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. Let's dive into some college basketball. You don't want to get on Jeff Nadeau's bad list, and uh, I got a feeling the Bonnies are either there or on their way getting there. Right, can you give them one more shot tonight, Jeff? Minus three at home against VCU. That's a 7-30 game. Should be a pretty good game coming up tonight. Can you ride with the Bonnies, or are they on, are they on your no-fly list right now? No, I wouldn't say they're on my bad side, to be honest. I haven't really bet them much. I mean, I had them the other night, but, you know, I, I, you know, they haven't looked great. I haven't lost much money on them, though. Um, I am willing tonight to grab them. I think this is a good spot for them. 
you know, obviously the other night, it's, it's tough to win on the road really against anybody. But, you know, tonight you're at home. You get a team in VCU that I think is a little overvalued. Um, I think VCU is, is a gimmicky team that if they can't turn you over, um, they're not going to be effective. I think they're a really bad half-court offense as well. I think Shane Bonnies are smart enough to knock it out and run with them. I think at home this is a good spot, especially with the number, two and a half. I think you're getting a pretty good price here on a buy-low spot with Bonnies. A lot of people feel like this team isn't any good. VCU's been rolling. But in further inspection of VCU, I'm just not that interested in what they've done recently. Really haven't beaten anyone we're talking about. Uh, they don't have Bones Highland anymore. I think this game comes down to the half court and Kyle Lofton. I trust Bonnie's at home to get the job done. Yeah, so I think this is a pretty good spot. Bonnie's take care of business tonight at home. All right, that's at 7.30 on ESPN2. Another one in the A-10. A little, uh, little prime time, good TV action for the Atlantic 10 tonight. Davidson taking on Richmond. You've also got some uh, Big Ten action tonight. Uh, Nebraska and Purdue. Purdue heavy favorites there. Uh, let's see. We've got Michigan, Illinois coming up at 9 o'clock. Illinois, big home favorites in that one. Anything else tonight you like on the slate, Jeff? Yeah, I'm fascinated by Michigan, Illinois. You know, you, you're just kind of waiting. You know, when is Michigan going to bring in that game and, and get the job done against a good team? Um, this is the spot. And if you can't get off the mat for this game, I don't really want to say if you're Michigan. Um, you know, is Illinois good? Yeah, but I think Michigan has the ability to be really good as well. I look at this game a lot like UCLA-Argon last night where, you know, Oregon really hadn't been talked about. It really hadn't looked great. But it was time to get off the mat, and they get off the mat. Um, if, if Michigan can't tonight, I don't know what to say. Um, I think this is too many points. I think they're a good team. I do. Ultimately, I think they'll have a good, solid game out of Dickinson. I think they'll get legitimate point guard play. Do I think they win the game? I don't know. Wouldn't be surprised if they do. But I'm willing to take one more shot on Michigan. I wouldn't go crazy on this game, but um, there's still a lot of points to do for the team at Michigan. You'd hope they get off the mat. Jeff, what games, uh, anything in particular where you're, you're looking at uh, for this weekend? Well, we'll wrap it up with ECU Memphis. I'll get some quick thoughts on that. But, you know, really heavy slate this weekend, top 25 action, great games. Anything you're looking forward to? Yeah, I, I think uh, – Saturday, I like Arkansas. If I can get the right number with them, I'm interested. LSU has really been living on the edge for a while. Uh, I think they've been a bit lucky in certain games. Um, But I think tomorrow the number is just going to be too high. I think they're going to overrate them at home against Arkansas, who's not going to have Musselman. But Arkansas is good. I mean, they've lost three or four, but they're a good basketball team. They have a ton of kids that can run and play hard. So I think think there's going to be overvalued tomorrow. I have that one circled. And Jeff, this is from a long-time, long-suffering East Carolina basketball fan. I'm uh, I'm nervous about the Pirates tomorrow because they take on Memphis. Memphis is desperate. Uh, they've got, you know, they've already got a couple losses here in the American. They need to win and stack some wins if they want to, you know, get in as an at-large. East Carolina undefeated at home. There's going to be a good crowd tomorrow, I think, in Minji's, and it seems like every time people start to get a little excited and a big crowd shows up, the Pirates get blown out. So I don't know what the number is going to be. I, I'm just myself. I hope they can put the good uh, a good performance together, but I'm a little nervous about uh, Memphis ECU tomorrow. Yeah, this is really going to be a question of, A, what the number is, um, and B, what does the personnel situation look like for Memphis? I faded them the other night against Central Florida, and it was it was great. Uh, they didn't have DeAndre Williams. They didn't have Tim Blake or Alex Lomax. 
Look, if Williams doesn't play, I would back ECU. Really wouldn't matter the number. Okay. Um, and you look at last season. Memphis killed them in Memphis. You know, ECU hung around in ECU. So, yeah, it's all about personnel for me. I'm not real worried about, um, you know, ECU necessarily. I, I want to know what's going on with, with Williams. If Williams does not play, I would be all over ECU. Memphis is a bad basketball team at us. DeAndre Williams. They turn the ball over constantly. They're not good from the line. They're not good defensively. They do really nothing well without him. He's their best player. Um, and without him, this team doesn't care. Uh, Imani Bates doesn't care about playing college basketball. Jalen Dern doesn't really either, for that matter. Uh, they're poorly coached. Um, Penny Hardaway, I'd be hard-pressed to find a, a coach in 350 teams in America uh, worse than him. I huh. think there is one. I think he's a hideous basketball coach that has no business high-level college. All right, do your research before tip-off tomorrow, folks, 4 o'clock, Menjis, and see who's playing on the Tiger side of things. Big man, thanks for joining us. Follow him on Twitter at JeffNADU. You can get his premium plays, uh, patreon.com slash BMOC. Also, download the sit-down podcast today if you're into mafia history. Jeff, uh, have a great weekend, man. We'll reconvene with you next week here on Pirate Radio Live. Thanks, Cliff. Enjoy the football news. All right, there he is, the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. Great sports weekend for you and yours, and uh, right here in our backyard as well with ECU Hoops taking on Memphis 4 o'clock Saturday in Menchie's Coliseum. We'll take a timeout, come back, have more for you. Hour 3 on this Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live, back after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch our favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town. Sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates now let's head back into the show here is your host mr clip rock all right i could see myself at tiebreakers at some point this weekend yeah i'll probably i might be there tomorrow after the ec basketball game watch some playoff football yeah and then sunday i don't know i don't know if i want to get out sunday because it there might be snow on the ground yeah i need to um you know i did my my one run of sausage balls i've not cooked any more sausage balls since then you know my dad cooked some over the holiday break and i forgot to bring some back thanks um i mean but let's try to normalize making sausage balls year round i agree i need to i think my next trip to the kitchen is going to involve some sort of either chili but more likely a uh dip chandler i love this song but you can cut it off whenever you're ready I just kind of wanted to let it ride out. <laughs> I know. Okay. Uh, you know what? Turn it back on. Nah, it's off now, man. <laughs> nah, you wanted it off. Nah, it's just like the sunk boat. You can't get on the bumper boat, baby. Wow. Well, 
fine um i think my next venture is going to be some sort of cheese ground beef something spicy some kind of dip but i think that would be great for sunday you need to plan ahead for your sunday can you do rotel what do you mean can i can you are you able to <laughs> are you not able to make rotel dip i mean i never have before hmm. so you can't i can i just haven't can you i can't cook anything <laughs> i can't cook a thing but but that is what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about uh get some chips some uh some nice chips to dip and uh and be good for the day you know what i want you to try to cook what buffalo chicken dip yeah that'd be good too that'd be good I too. Love a i love buffalo chicken dip. more of a ground beef i think than a chicken guy Mm. per se in terms of beef to chicken a little bit but nah that, that would be good as well cj sunday crappy weather day but you're gearing up for sunday night yep let's say you're locked in well, what's a good grazing food to have all day sunday i'm ooh, like an all day thing yeah i was gonna say for like a big football game day meal i'm a big fan of the doing the wings sure um which if you make thing. enough wings at noon you could have That's enough true. to get you to football sunday i think nachos are usually good yeah. i prefer ground beef nachos to like pulled chicken yeah so big ground uh big uh nachos guy hmm nachos that would be good a big plate of and, nachos you know playoffs start this weekend and that means that we're almost to the super bowl i know we got some football to be played but what is your go-to food item on super bowl sunday and i know we'll probably i think we, we've almost said them all at this point but wings yeah. the hot dip uh this is not probably super bowl this is more fantasy draft when you're you're outside grilling in good weather but love a brat okay i don't know if that's super bowl once again that's more like tailgating at the start of season yeah rather than the end of the season we've had brock's balls when, we, when are we going to have brock's brat brock's brat brock's brat hmm that could be a thing that could be a thing but yeah um really i'm going back to the hot dip man i don't i don't even know what you want to call it when you say hot dip you mean like like the cheeseburger dip or like yeah, yeah yeah cheeseburger dip oh okay. yeah that's what i'm going with oh yeah yeah that's it yeah oh yeah getting hungry now uh you man know the tostitos scoops yeah i mean i i could go either way with that scoop there it is is that still a thing i don't think so but yeah. man that they ran that commercial to the ground what a run they had for that uh yeah i'm looking forward to uh to this sports weekend and uh and being in Minji's coming up i go and i had uh, wichita state by the way we don't have any news on makeup dates for that or the I did South Florida, the game, South Florida, Florida game got postponed. Uh, it's officially, I think, February 17th. That did come out today. You're right, CJ. They, yeah. have, ah. they have rescheduled that game. I'm glad I asked. But yeah. I do not. I can't remember what day it is and what time. Let's see. Is that updated on the schedule yet? I know it's on uh, ECU Basketball Twitter. That's where I saw it. So At South Florida. Oh, here we go. February 17th. That is a Thursday. The Pirates play at South Florida. February 23rd, less than a week later, they'll play here at home on a Wednesday night. Okay. 
So good, good stuff. Tip there. off time for that game. Seven o'clock for both. So would that mean we were the breaking news boys to you again? Even yeah, though that was like a few hours ago. Thank you for breaking that to me and to part of our listening public. I knew I made a great hire with CJ. We got him again, Chandler. Now, was your hire with CJ more of a proximity thing, just because he was in the room with you at the time? I did earn my way in, though. No, you did. I, I mean, yeah. it's it's one of those deals where you just you kind of hear somebody and go, hmm. That guy just broke some news. What's the biggest uh, that came out four hours ago? I like this guy. <laughs> I really like this guy. I like your style. Kid. And then you just approach the guy and say, "Hey, man, I, I just I kind of overheard some of your work, and uh, yeah, I really want you to part of my team." It's like the Panthers coaching staff watching uh, indie games. They look at it. They're like, "Oh, so you coach uh, Jonathan Taylor?" Hmm. Wow. It's not that bad. I, I'm glad. <laughs> no, you know. I'm glad Chandler laughed at that it's, instead. It, had a, a different response. It's to that. not that bad. No, 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 no. Um. Well, oh, what's your biggest? Uh, the biggest story you broke as part of the breaking news, boys. Oh, it was Brent Venables going to Oklahoma. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was something else, maybe. Yeah. But there was one that I broke, and it might have been like two days old. You've had a lot of long snapper <laughs> news that you've uh, you broke force uh by the way long snapper news coming your way right now ecu hosted a long snapper last weekend Uh oh on a visit was it what was his name cannot remember but he is coming from fiu did he go to has a leg tattoo like straight on just leg sleeve leg sleeve oh on one leg Hmm. this dude's legit how do you feel about a leg sleeve somebody had a arm sleeve oh is it alonzo frank I think it might be Frank. Let me see if I can find a Do picture. Do you Frank of him. so? I Frank so, but I'm not 100% frositive. Alonzo Frank. I think he's got. You a, fraught wrong. <laughs> uh oh. Or did you fraught right? I don't see a lot of ink on these old pictures of Alonzo Frank. Is he R. Kelly Ubre? Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Somebody had a sweet sleeve. On ECU? Yeah. Yeah, it's Frank. His uh, check out his left arm tomorrow when you uh, walk into Minji's. He's got a lot. Like, it looks like he uh, he got the good stuff. He spent some money on that thing. So check that out. Something to keep an eye on when you're in Minji's on Saturday. Oh, as soon as I walk into the arena, <laughs> I'm like going to be glued to the floor. Frank, <laughs> show nice, me your tat. Nice sleeve, bro. <laughs> the sleeve. No, 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 no. The sleeve. Tattoo sleeve sweet nice good luck today <laughs> love you i mean i meant i'm sorry big fan yeah i didn't mean it oh what's up oh what's up rasheed wallace good to see you <laughs> uh yeah man it's gonna be crazy seeing those uh all those dudes in there from memphis this I, weekend. I, you know i talked to my grandma early this morning and i was telling her you know is she part of the breaking news fam no okay she's not cool enough no wow. wait a minute i'm just kidding I love you, Grandma. Um, but I talked to her early this morning, and as I was talking to her, I was like, hmm, I'm going to see if she remembers this guy. And uh, I said, Grandma, I said, Memphis is coming to Minji's tomorrow to play East Carolina, and uh, there's a guy on the on the staff that you might know and might recognize, and I said, Larry Brown. She said, doesn't he have some sort of connection with Carolina? And I'm like, I don't know, Grandma. I don't think so. 
Sure enough, I looked it up, and his first coaching gig was an assistant coach for Dean Smith at Carolina. Sometimes so, I forget how young you are. So Grandma broke some news to you. <laughs> she did. You know what? She's telling her friends at Bingo tonight that you're not cool enough to be in her breaking news club. Oh, I know, but like it's it's unbelievable how my grandma remembers a lot of these older players, and she grew up a state fan. And uh, actually, no, she um, what is a state fan right now, and she remembers Does she like baby t but she remembers all the guys from like the 70s 80s and stuff like that so uh let me see if i can find this on youtube larry brown was at unc yeah uh youtube unc duke fight 1961 larry brown was in the uh brawl he played he was at carolina as a player yeah look i'm breaking news to you now um but there is some uh very old shoddy video footage of a brawl that they had during the game in 1961 so there's your uh, homework for the uh, weekend folks all right let's take our final time out we'll come back you're ready to wrap it up here on a friday edition robert says uh punter luke larson has a sleeve tat as well tat on sleeve. his leg huh. yes he does on his leg i think on his leg <laughs> on his leg all right. He has a sleeve somewhere. Who's got your favorite tat sleeve? Call us up now, 307-1250. Do not. All right. We're about done with the show. <laughs> we'll be back after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the close to 51,000 followers today at PR927FM. Now, let's head back into the show. Here's your host. Clip Brock. All right, Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard look for tonight, presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Uh, Hornets Magic. Kai Jones has cleared the NBA's health and safety protocols. He is available for tonight's game. Kelly Oubre is not. Another game without Blondie for Charlotte, but guess what? They've been really good without him. Uh, they've won four in a row. Three of those wins have been over Milwaukee and philadelphia they play the magic coming up tonight pirates and memphis big one guess the line chandler memphis ecu what do you got i'm gonna go memphis hmm memphis minus seven and a half i was gonna go with that i think it might be a little too rich i'm gonna say memphis if it's double digits i'm taking the pirates no i'm saying lower i think it's memphis minus like six yeah i was gonna say six and a half all right we're all over it now yeah. yeah but uh i don't know what to think about this team as nadu said earlier make sure you know who's playing for memphis yeah uh because they have been without some guys lately and they are up and down wishy-washy just uh i tell you what let's make it tough on them let's make uh 
Let's make those young kids have a, a tough time at it. Saturday, 4 o'clock, be in Menji's Coliseum. All right, thanks for tuning in today. Thanks to all my guests. I really appreciate uh, Warren Saba for his time. He's a great personality. Fun to talk with him earlier in the show. Coming up at 6 o'clock, if you're listening to our live edition, we've got the high school huddle. Some great guests, Larry Williford and CJ Wilson. And then after that, the debut of the Pirate Radio Podcast Wrestling Edition with the big dog Glenn Griffin and CJ Schaefer. That's right. So uh, check that out tonight on Pirate Radio as well. NFL playoffs all weekend long. Chandler, great job uh, filling in today. I pre- Shirley, Shirley seat. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I'll see you tomorrow, tomorrow in Menji's 4 o'clock. Section 213. CJ, good job. We will see you fine folks Monday, 3 o'clock for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.